had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute. I know you. You got the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. Yeah, I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy is good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. <laughs> Alright. Welcome in everybody. It is Tuesday, June 27th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show. We're coming to you once again from the remote University of Louisville College of Business Studios in Jeffersonville, Indiana. Visit business.louisville.edu to see what the U of L College of Business can do for you. Including getting your MBA in just 12 months. You won't find a faster paced program than that. Business.louisville.edu. We're on the air today from 3 until 6 here on 1450 AM. Are we on 96.1 FM? We are 96.1 FM, streaming all over the damn land. You know it's better as the Big X. It's Mike Rutherford here with Trevor Kelsey. Uh, I asked that question because I pulled it, and the, the line is still is still down out there in front of the it's, studio. Yeah, and they were working on that when we left. Just because I, they were out there, I'm assuming when you left, you they, left the few for They me. were, and I don't know. I don't know if you dealt with this. So like I. Yeah, the guys are all. If you don't know, what we're talking about yesterday. We get to the. You I'm saw wel- a picture. You posted. Yeah, it. I'm welcomed back from vacation with a huge down tree and a gigantic down power line right in front of the studios. So much so that you and I can't actually pull up to like the little parking lot they have in front of the station. And so I, we, we park on, on the street. And I'm leaving yesterday, and the like all the the utility vehicles that, that are working on this thing, they're like comp- they're, they're like blocking. It's, it's a small yeah. road back here. It they're, is. They're taking up more than half the road. There's basically there's no way for me to get out. You if you, if you have two somebody coming at you and you're coming the opposite way, you up and almost kind of pull off the road a little bit. Right. And so Let I'm like pass. I'm like, oh God, like how am I going to get out of here? Like I, I would have to ask all these guys to and thankfully like like one of the guys like recognizes what's going on before I can even like get out and ask him. And he like moves all the vehicles, but I'm just like, sitting there waiting, I'm like, thank you so much for making <laughs> making this not more awkward and more, you know annoying that it could have been but then i was worried about you because then they were like they pulled them like right back to where they were so like well now is trevor going to get out but the line is still out there but we are fully full go on all the stations on all the streaming networks we should be fine at least as fine as we ever are and uh that's good news so you you talked to you you, i don't know how much you talked to them i kind of chatted with them when i was walking out there because you know that's who i am that's what i do they're nice guys they they were and i was you know i was like you know you guys are moving i was like it's a phone line right because I mean, part of me is worried, like, I don't want to, you know, if that's electrical wire, I mean, you know, touch that wire and get get shocked or something. He's like, oh, it's Because typically when you see down wires, you just, like, you jump rope with them. Yeah, I do. That's I do. I, I, that's initially what I want to do. It's a personality trait. Who doesn't? I, you know, I do the thing where I floss it to my legs, you know. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> a little strip act. It's fine. Yeah. I, I do the whole routine. I 
I do it all to a, a Duran Duran song. It's it's it's, it's a whole production. Cirque de TK. <laughs> yeah. So uh, when he was like, "Oh, it's a phone line," and they were doing it, and you know, as you noticed the. You you didn't actually come around it. I drove under around the wire, but yeah, you, you kind of stayed back. You were like, like I, I have something to live for. Trevor may maybe not. Well, here's the deal. He I takes the chance of driving under it. And like, I didn't know if you actually <laughs> left the station last night, so like, I, I was like, I, I thought you probably like drove under it and hit it and were fine. But I was like, he may have just stayed here the entire night, so I don't know. Well, we'll, we'll get into that, but uh, so. Yeah, so I was you know talking to him like you know y'all are moving the, this wire, and he's like, yeah, we're getting it taken care of, and. I'm like awesome. I was like, now, what? I was like, you guys don't handle about the street because if you remember the, the the tree had come down and was blocking the whole driveway as well. Yes, little pathway, and, and they're like, well, it's technically where it was. It was like you know two feet away from where you know you crossed the line onto our property. So he was like, well, that's kind of more of a city thing. And I'm like, oh good lord, because so then Scoots just texts me like, is it cleared out yet? And I'm like, mm. they got to call the city to clear the tree. Odds are this is going to take two or three days because, I mean, we're probably not at the top of their priority it's looking list. looking rough out there, yeah. Yeah. So when I came back, uh, I did leave and I came back, and when I got back up here last night, um, the wire's still hanging. I'm like, what, what did those slaps do? There's like four trucks and <laughs> six guys. I mean, they were working on it when I left here at like 630. I mean, they, they literally, I feel like they, like, as soon as I left, they're like, he's gone. We don't have to act like we're doing anything anymore. Like, let's bounce. And it's because the wires are still hanging there, and but the tree had been moved. And I saw Frank when I came in. And he said, uh, "I said, wow, the city got out here that quick." He's like, "Yeah, right." He's like, "Me and Tom, Tom, the other roommate of the station, he's like, we went out there and chopped up the tree limbs and uh, of moved it all." Did. I was like, "Well, I was really, I was like, I appreciate, you know, I was like, thank you, I appreciate it." And uh, so at least you know, because I can't imagine how long it would take him for the city to come out here and do it. And but yet <laughs> still, that wire is just drooping down. I mean, if you look at the picture you posted yesterday on the show tweet, is the best picture because it's just like it's, it's just, exactly the same. Yeah, it's hanging all the way down, like, and it's coming up. And of course, there's somebody who lives right next to it that I guess you know they can get around it. But and when I left last night again for the second time, it was I swear it was hanging lower because when I when I left, I couldn't see as well at night, and uh, I I heard it run, drag across the top of my car when I went tried to go around it. I was like, oh, good Lord, am I going to blow up? Let's let's get to the big topic, though, <laughs> which is where did you wind up sleeping last night? Because if you missed the show yesterday, again, Trevor, uh, his house was without power. It's still he without power, by the way. Still without power. Still without power. It's not good. No. He, he cannot handle sleeping in non-air-conditioned house. I, no. I feel him there. I got to be. I, he was exploring I, yeah. all options yesterday on the show. He was looking around. Hotel rates were ridiculous because a lot of people had been put out by the, yeah. the, the power being out. And uh, he was at last discussion he was entertaining the idea of actually sleeping here and maybe bunking up with tom maybe bunking up with frank i don't know maybe making like a, a sleepover maybe a pillow fort something like that who knows what did you end up doing last night where did you sleep well option a was going to be with frank but apparently he sleeps in a nude so i was like yep yeah, we're, we're gonna scratch that one uh because then he wanted to be the small spoon i'm like i can't i, I, yeah, I, I, I can't do that uh so then uh i i ended up actually coming back here i kind of contemplated it and then I remembered uh, Josh had sent me a video on Saturday during the Bats game. Uh, he had found, like, a mouse in here and got trapped and got out. And I'm like, I can sit in here with knowing that, but I'm not going to, like, lay anywhere in here knowing that. So hung out here, and uh, uh, unlike your, your – I saw your pictures posted. 
No, I did not stay at the Motel 8 or Motel 6, which, for the record, is across the street from where I did stay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I hung out here with my PS5, or yeah, which is still here. Watched uh, Mississippi Burning on the computer here on my my Netflix. As one will do. On my Netflix. That sounds so old when I say that, don't I? And uh, played a few games with with the Reds and Blue Jays and then went over and swung over to the Quality Inn Suites. Right here, out, literally right off the exit when you get to our station here. And uh, went and chilled over, went and got over there about one-ish. And uh, I got the room when I came back around eight, and but I didn't go to like, sleep until about one. And figured I just go use it for a crash pad and went in there and put the AC on 60. Got hit the bed, turned the TV on. There was a Seinfeld marathon on. I fell asleep five minutes into it. Got a decent night's sleep. I just still didn't have my sleep apnea machine. Uh, so the mask. when I have when I don't have the mask and I sleep by myself, I am a very restless sleeper. I don't know. Are you? You're not a mover. In sleep. I'm an insane mover. I'm insanely restless. Okay, so yeah. you even when you're even when you're sleeping well, even with even with Mary in the bed or somebody, and- I'm ex- extremely restless. It's, it's a good thing that she she sleeps like a log. Like she's out, which is good because I am. Awake constantly. I'm moving constantly. I've got so I have restless leg syndrome. I'm yeah. I always maybe you're not you're not yeah you're uh, between cigarettes too are you? No, it's, it's it to me. I have, my mom has it too. My mom okay. has it bad. Like I've I, I had it back when I, it wasn't like a thing. Like I was just like I've got to like I have this weird feeling where I've got to like stretch my legs out. Like I, it's un, it's uncontrollable. Like I just it, I'm in pain. Like I have to get up in the middle of the night and stretch. Like I, I've been dealing with this for like thir- I've always been a really really restless sleeper. I'm not to get up and stretch, but I'll, I'll I'll shake my leg and I'll move around. Um, I mean I just I I don't know how you you are like in regard even last night I always leave like a five dollar bill for the maid because I mean when I if I'm sleeping by myself in a hotel room like I leave that bed looking like a pie in Jason Big's kitchen. Like it's just completely destroyed. Like the the blankets, pillows everywhere, sheets are just pulled off. The, I mean, I could have gone a number of different directions. <laughs> you know what that pie looked like when he went his dad? I do, pie? but when you were saying <laughs> what you were leaving behind, I didn't know. Well, no, not not that. I'm hoping we're just talking about the literal messiness. No, I was too tired last night by the time I got there <laughs> for that one. I mean, it's a hotel room, right? I mean, come on. I mean, uh, but. It was it was a decent sleep. I mean, but when I'm with somebody, I don't like I don't move at all. It's weird. That's very. And weird. then when I wear my mask, I don't move nearly as much. Like I'll roll like from one side to the other, and sleep on my side. But I don't just I don't completely just go from one end of the bed to the other and toss pillows. And I mean, oh, I'm everywhere. It's terrible. I, it's yeah. I mean, it, it's it's like a boxing match in there when I wake up. Like just there's stuff just everywhere. I don't even know how. How how it gets there? But she had a good night of sleep. I a, a much better night. Restorative yes. night, more than an hour. More, much more than an hour. Woke up. And so where did you go in the morning? Did you go back to your your powerless home? Well, I thought to myself, okay, I'm like when I got there last night, I was one of like seven cars in the whole building. It's a three four building, so I'm always a little disconcerting. I'm always <laughs> no disconcerting is the building next to it that's an old hotel that's broken down and it looks like every window has been like broken out of it neither like, are, you, are when you leave we make a left on that last that last left you can make before you go on the expressway tonight where you'll see quality in and you'll see something else in oh i know exactly what you're yeah. talking about hey go and look at the look at the uh the royal royal inn next to it it's almost very creepy looking like I was when I got there last night, I was looking, to, waiting to see like a candle lit, like lit in one of the rooms, <laughs> like it's like a crack party going on or something. Because like half of the windows are like shattered out. It's, it's like one unmoving mysterious yeah, shadow staring right at you. Very eerie looking. 
And uh, ghost tell. So, but so I figured, you know, listen. I mean, most hotels, like you said, you stay like a Marriott or, you know, a, a nice hotel, and like right eleven o'clock, they're knocking them. Housekeeping, sure. You know, or the or the phone's ringing at like eleven oh one. Like, are are you checking out? I thought I could get away a little bit more at this place because I'm like, come on, like they're not like there's not like a line outside waiting to take this room. I mean, uh, but. They did. They did like eleven twenty-five or something. My phone was started ringing. They never knocked on the door, but the phone rang. And we're like, "So, will you be checking out today or staying one more day with us?" I'm like, well, "You have like six rooms to clean, okay? Come on, can't, can't get like two more hours sleep." But I said, nonetheless, I got up and now I've got to jump the shower. Took 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 advantage of the shower and then uh, and headed home and just kind of chilled out for a minute. Atta boy. Yeah. So, since we're on this topic and we do have things to get to, I've got. Some actual basketball scoop today. Okay. People were like asking questions like, "What are you, are you hearing anything yesterday?" I was like, "No." And so somebody was like, "I can change that for you." Reached out, Ooh. gave me some some quick nuggets. Look at so you. We'll, okay. we'll get to that a little bit. Uh, we'll talk about this Reds potential curse. I think it's. I think tonight's the deciding game. I also uh, see Donovan Mitchell trending. Donovan Mitchell is trending. Yeah. I the see Nets why, fans yeah. want him badly. Uh, he's trending right underneath Jeffrey Epstein, which is never good. Uh, right, because right above that's Joe Biden and Jared Allen too. Is it list. Joe Biden or Joe Biden? I. <laughs> Oh, it is. Yeah, it is. Because Trump misspelled his name in his latest oh, is that <laughs> what it social is? media oh, thing. Geez. The guy can't spell. Can we just let that one go? <laughs> I saw somebody called him like all caps monster or something like that. <laughs> uh, it was, which it, look, it's entertaining. But yeah, Mitchell's trending right between Jeffrey Epstein, Entourage, and Theo Vaughn, who I just <laughs> recently learned does a podcast. I only knew him from Road Rules from back in the day until like two months ago. I haven't had Theo Vaughn pop up yet. I've still. I've now currently got Jimmy Johnson, Taco Tuesday, and Alex Manoa. Wax gave up like five runs in his oh, in, in his return in like rookie ball. Or awful. Whatever it is. Hey, talk about a one year wonder for for a pitcher right now. This guy isn't. But I'm, so before we shift to, into any of that yeah. stuff, you're, you're talking about hotels. Yesterday, yeah. uh, podcast Trevor Danny. Uh, yeah. he travels a lot for his job. He's in Wilmington, Delaware, right now, which of course made me send the <laughs> hi. I'm in Delaware, Wayne's World gift. I mean, is there anything else that you think of when you think of Delaware? No. What does Delaware even provide to us? Like. Apparently, pipe. That's what he sells. So <laughs> they, they, they buy pipe up there in Wilmington, Delaware. That's what he's doing. But so he has this. He I've never, pipe. I've never heard of a hotel having this happen. Okay. And this would only happen to Danny. Who the whole Dan in the dump segment on the podcast is based on like little weird things happening to him. One because he's dumb. Two because it just he has bad luck. Starting, but, to, starting to question our, our connection with him being podcast Trevor now with the description. But okay. So he. Is changing out of his work clothes at the, at the hotel. He's just gotten done doing whatever he does for work. Yeah. Gets to the hotel. He's changing out of work clothes. Here's a knock on his hotel door and the handle opening at the same time. And he's like, he like, it's the biggest, whoa, someone's in here of my entire life. He's like, oh. Oh, yeah. He's like, this guy never saw, he's like, I never saw this person's face. But it was a man, and he said, I'm sorry. I thought this was vacant, and I needed towels. And then after realizing that somebody's in here, he still reaches around the door and drops the towels that he has on the ground. And Dan's like, no, I didn't call for towels. I mean, he just, like, drops the towel on, like, the dirty... So he's an employee. Yes, he's a hotel guy, like, opening the door. And he's like, Dan's like, whoa! Yeah, you do one of those. Somebody's in here! And he's like, and then just, like, drops the towels and leaves. Like, this is... You talk about you leaving five dollars every time you leave. This person is a person who does not deserve five dollars. No, you can't do that. <laughs> do you tip? Do you leave, do you tip? Made tips when you leave hotel room? I feel like I always used to, and now that you say that, I'm realizing that like the last several times I've been in a hotel, I haven't. I I mean, even when I don't even like, I didn't even make a. I mean, even destroying the beds. I mean, they're, I would hope they're gonna like take the sheets off and stuff. So I probably 
I did them a little bit of a service by ripping them off the way I do when I sleep. And I didn't leave anything else. I mean, I think I left like a can, a, half a can of Sprite, like left sitting on like the, you know, table next yeah. to the bed. Yeah, it was one of those things when I was. Like, it's I, not dirty. I didn't. There, there's really not much right. room to clean. When I was traveling for like sports growing up, I, I had a coach at AAU baseball who like always told us like leave like a couple of dollars in the hotel room for for the maids. And like I always did that after, from that point on. Like we traveled like in high school and we did all this stuff. And then I, when I started traveling just for traveling after high school yeah. i'd always leave and like now that you say that i'm just realizing that i haven't done it in hey, probably like you know, eight it's to ten probably years not good because if you got the whole family with you, you probably they probably i'm leaving a mess that probably deserves the tip yeah but i've never stayed in a hotel with the whole family well I'd say, i guess you do the airbnbs now and stuff yeah or, or just, just a condo, just condo or yeah, yeah something like that yeah now it's funny you mentioned with danny because i don't I, I assume i've told you this story but maybe i haven't when i want to say it was my hall of fame trip or it was when i went to philadelphia I've been the guy, the towel guy, in a way, in that story. <laughs> okay. I, I don't remember which hotel it was. It was, a, it was a decent hotel. I think I want to say it was like a Marriott. But it was one of those ones where I was. I thought I could get through the night driving, and I was like, I just can't do it. Uh-huh. And I don't, I don't remember where I stopped. I think I tweeted about this. So if you want to do a tweet search like you did with my okay. New Year's Eve. <laughs> New Year's Eve, <laughs> Diorios, yeah, Spinelli's. Spinelli's can play. How did I, how did I got to wait a half an hour on New Year's Eve? No, it was Christmas Eve, <laughs> which is somehow even worse. <laughs> but this one, like, I, <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the greatest moments in show history you talked about this. And I was like, you I said d- this on Christmas I didn't even Eve. remember it being Christmas. That's the problem with some of my stories. I don't remember all the details. Uh, so, but I stopped at this hotel, and I just, I'll never get, like, I'm, I'm obviously, you know, not you know one hundred percent there. It's like four in the morning or something. <laughs> Five in the I morning. You just met in general. <laughs> you no, know, and you know I'm going. I'm, and I'm literally just. I've done this before at hotels, and they always look at me weird. And they're like, "You're just going to stay here." It's like five in the morning. You, you check out at eleven. I'm like, "That's still you know six hours sleep. That's all I need. I just want to nap, and then I'll get back on the road." And I just remember the girl being probably more stoned than I am at the front desk, and she was like trying to be nice. She was like. Okay, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to set you up, and I'm going to get you a room, and I'm going to check it out as, like, you know, as tomorrow. That way you don't have to check out right 11. You can wake up at noon or 1 or whatever you want to do. I'm like, okay, and she's kind of taking forever. I'm not really worrying that much. I'm already seeing the tweet that I think you're talking I about. Probably, when, when was the date on it? January 20th, 2018. Okay, that would have been my Super Bowl trip then. Yes, okay, it was a Super Bowl trip. I couldn't remember which one. And so <laughs> she gets – she finally, long story to make it a little short, she gets she gets the ticket in my room and everything, and – She's like, you're at the like the very last room on this on this first floor hotel uh, hallway. If you want to park on the other end, you can like walk in the the back, you know, the end door at the hallway and go right in your room. I'm like, awesome. So I go out there and I kind of you know I take another heater while I'm out there and take a toke and probably have to go into the room and call tonight. And I'm coming in and I I, I mean I had my bags with me because I didn't want to leave anything in the car. And you know when you do the hotel room, you kind of do the door and you just like, kick it. Yeah. Well, so that's what I did. And the door comes flying open, and as I did, like two people are in the bed, like, and the dude just like screaming. You know, I think he yelled like "What the bleep" or something. I think I can't remember what he said exactly. And I just freak out, and, and it's, you have that little hallway, so it's not like I'm right on top of them. And I'm just like, I'm sorry. As I'm doing it, she's coming down the hallway screaming because <laughs> apparently when she tried to do what she did was trying to give me that room for the next day. She ended up giving me a room that was currently being occupied up until 11 o'clock and not knowing it. I'm seeing your tweet. You said, so apparently the room at the hotel I just stopped at for the night had already been assigned. The poor couple I just walked in on and woke up at <laughs> yes. 4 a.m. were not okay. amused. One response, and the response is maybe the best part. It's Scoots saying, is it Scoots? Okay. wow, 
that's a pretty big mess up on the hotel's part. <laughs> this is the type of dynamic discord that you expect here at Big X Nation. And that didn't apparently new Scoots. I think I just met him. <laughs> like he just started working here like that month before. Uh, his response is also like, <laughs> like two days after the initial tweet. I mean, I felt so bad. At, I remember the same craziest thing is when I was leaving. So she ends up giving me a room. I'm on like the second floor or something or third floor. I don't remember where I stayed now. And I remember when I was kind of, I left, I got up and I'm, I'm leaving and I'm coming kind of through the front door. I could, I looked up and there's a guy that's in his room and is just screaming at the front desk about wanting a refund because someone Somebody walked into the room. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably like I didn't get shot. I mean, God knows what could happen. I think I was in Ohio or something, but I can't remember where I was. It was just, it was one of the craziest things. I was freaked me out. Her screaming and yelling down the hallway. This dude just jumping up. Just pops up out of the bed. Like, what the hell? Because, I mean, I kicked that door open loud. <laughs> I'm not just looking at all of your different tweets about hotels. I just tore your name. Oh, good Lord. Hotel. Is one talking about, it's ironic because we were talking about Bob Huggins and the, the length of time between DUIs. Oh, in 2010. I've never had a DUI. In 2010, you tweeted a Huggy Bear getting a little tipsy in Sin City after a story about Huggy, Huggy uh, being hospitalized in Vegas after falling in a hotel room. Yeah, right. That. <laughs> the trashiest thing I've seen in my hotel so far has to be the Vikings fans tailgating in the parking lot. <laughs> Trevor Kelsey tweet. That, was, that would have been the NFC title game back in uh, 18. Yeah, I went to that game. Um, <laughs> they were everywhere. You're yeah. also tweeting about the, the hotel was nice enough to provide me with a guide to the town in Minneapolis. Not sure why it has 23 pages, also includes a map to the attractions, but seems moot since they all seem to be within a block or two of each other. That, and then you provide two different pictures of the map. Go look at the map. That's Austin, Minnesota. <laughs> Shout out to Austin, Minnesota. Their attractions included a Dalton bookstore. Like, that was part of their attraction list. It was some kind of bookstore. Maybe it was Walden. It was one of those corporate places, though. And then you tweeted uh, so that's Someone that had the, the pay phone, and above it, it, had, it said car phone available. <laughs> December 2nd, 2012. Looks like I'm spending New Year's in New Orleans. What's the worst that could happen? And then Sweeney responded with, car broken into, roofied, $300 smoking <laughs> charge in your hotel room, passing out in the streets. Who knows? A few of those things did happen. <laughs> I, remember, I remember a couple of those being... I know one of those did happen. The smoking charge did. We almost got thrown out of the hotel. Then there's also a picture. The best New Jersey smoking hotels have to offer, and you tag both TJ and uh, Roush. Uh, with a picture of your hotel room, which actually doesn't look that bad. I think that's is that the one that had the one mini pillow on the bed? No, you have another picture of the of <laughs> yeah. complaining about pillows from, a, di- like from one, a different hotel room. Like one like neck pillow only. I'll be real. <laughs> more hotel tweets than I was expecting when well, I made this search. Well, when I did the Super Bowl trip, TJ and Nick wanted like updates because they mocked me for my staying in cheaper hotels. Because the one in Austin, I did a video on it, too. Because it creeped me out that, it, it, A, there was, the, the, the door didn't have a peephole, which I thought was weird. I was like, what's good? I don't, won't see them breaking in to, to kill me. The mini the mini fridge, I never opened it, because it was, but it was really loud and running. But I swear it wasn't plugged in. And it freaked me out. Like, I didn't, I didn't go into the bathroom. I didn't even want to use the bathroom. And when I went to the Super Bowl, I was just... Kind of weird out, so I took everything with me except I forgot to take like my pair of socks from the day before, and like my deodorant and something else. And when I got back from the Super Bowl, everything in my room was gone. Not good. Like it wasn't like stolen. It was like the maids came in and cleaned it out and just took everything. Well, that's. I was like, why would they take my socks? So that is kind of stealing. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I, I started to wonder. I was like, did they know I was coming back? Because like I did get the room for an extra night, right? 
I don't know what to say. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. Have you ever stayed in the uh, the the cheap uh, motels back at least in your younger days? Yes, and also when Mary and I went to Clemson the first time, they, they, everything booked up so quickly, and we stayed. It was one of those. I think you and I have agreed. If you have to walk outside to get to your room, like you know, well, that's that's a motel, not a hotel. Right, basically, yeah. we stayed. In one I of try those. to stay away from motels as much as possible. And now. that was, and like honestly, it was like it was kind of like best case scenario still for like when we were booking rooms. I do remember walking out. We walk out of the motel, and again, like in Clemson, it's so different than Louisville because everybody's coming in from out of town almost. It's very besides the students, nobody's living in Clemson, South Carolina. So you've got people are staying in hotels for the weekend if they're not staying with family members, and so it's very much like we're in town for this game. We're here for the entire thing. Like we're not going anywhere, and so we walk out of our hotel room, and again, you walk out of the hotel room. It's like one of those you know, two-story motel places, yeah. and there's dudes just sitting in in tailgate chairs at seven in the morning. Like on the little level, being like, yeah. "Welcome to Clemson, w- welcome to us," and I'm like, oh. "Like Viking fans." I'm like, "Good God, what have we gotten ourselves into here?" Uh, but yeah, when I was younger, for sure. Worst, we, worst hotel you ever stayed in? There was one that we stayed in. So we made this, and this is the classic Nate Bergazzi bit, where like you're 20 and somebody's like, "You want to go?" And you're like, "Yeah, I'll go. I don't care. I'll move. Like I, I don't it, go where. I don't even know, need to know where I'm going." We decided to know. go to the the Orange Bowl in Miami. Like a day before we left, like we just we, we got on eBay. We, How old were you at that point? I was a senior in college. Okay, so, so you're I was twenty two. Yeah, twenty two. Good, good age to be doing stupid stuff like for that. for sure. Yeah. And, and so it was a group of four of us. We ended up uh, three girls came along with us the last second. But like we got on eBay and like won tickets one night for like two bucks. Little did we know we could just like get tickets for free if we went down there because the game is not going to sell out. So we got tickets and we're like, all right, let's do this. We went. A buddy of mine had a family home in like Naples. So we went down and stayed there for two days, which was great. But then we didn't have any money really for like the, the, the Miami part of the trip. So we found like just again, that always sucks, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the Naples. I mean, he, his, my buddy was his family's fairly well off. So yeah. Like the, the house was very nice, but then we go to Miami with zero plans, and like we stayed at a hotel by the airport, which is not nice. The hotel we stayed at the night before the game, because like we we schemed our way into like this kind of place above a restaurant we just like talk to the people and like in miami along the the ocean avenue they have a bunch of like restaurants that have hotels the like little rooms you can rent above and if you just like talk to them you can work out a rate and we schemed our way in, and that was actually pretty nice but the night before the game i mean we stayed at just this just run down i mean what if i can't see worse last time I was in, it was bad last time i was in miami i slept in my car with two other dudes on the beach uh, <laughs> because I was 16, so I mean, we drew straws for the bed because it was four guys. <laughs> yeah. I remember Danny lost and could not sleep on the hard floor, and then ended up just like walking out on the, onto the beach. And it was like four in the morning, and there's like a dude that was like just passed out, and he ended up knowing it was like one of his frat brothers at UK. Nice. And he was like, he was like Derek. He's like Danny, what's going on? And Danny's like, I can't sleep in my crappy hotel room right here. Uh, so that was that was pretty bad. And there were a couple other times where I feel like we took road trips and we. When it was like seven people staying in one awful room, and we had a few of those. Times. The, the 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 worst room I ever stayed in was in like right outside Vegas, and we just it's the only room we got there late, and we couldn't get our room like till like like the next day, or we got there early and we couldn't room, so we had to just get like a random hotel. And it was it wasn't it wasn't that the room was scary. It was just that it was clearly a single room with but they decided like we're gonna put two beds in here now. Because I was with my buddy, and like we ended up having it was like <laughs> the room between the beds 
I couldn't even like almost. I couldn't even get at, through it. Like I had to like crawl like to the end of the bed because it was two like beds crammed into a small room and very uncomfortable, very sketchy. But worst hotel was in was in uh, right outside of Cooperstown. When I did my Hall of Fame tour, I booked these rooms. And I booked them cheap because I was being cheap. And this room was like in the. I don't know. You've never been to Cooperstown, no? But like no. it's like it's a village. It's it's all woods. Or I mean, it's it's you know it's it's a beautiful place. But this hotel, I get to it, and like it's in the middle of nowhere, and it's it's there's wood, it's woods, and it's like a it's not it's not even a hotel, it's a cabin, and like I go in, and like it's even from my standards, I'm like I don't even know if I want to sit on that bed. Like I look over the TV, it's like a, a, like a 1985 dorm room, a tube TV you would see in like the movies. And this is in 2014. Like I'm like okay, this is it, it didn't have a it was like actual key. That they gave me like old school key to open that much. Nice. I just kind of looked around this room. I'm like, I'm not staying here. <laughs> like, I just, I don't feel safe. Uh, it was so bad because I, I, I didn't even, I, just, I went to the front desk. I was like, here's my key. She's like, she's, she's like, you know, we have everyone's like, I don't care. It's, it was like 70 bucks. Like, you, you're good. I just paid $70 to save, save my life. Okay. I'm, I'm happy. But it was a pain because there's hotels are very slim and few and far between in, in Cooperstown. Uh, and it's mostly not Airbnbs, but old school B&Bs that are there. And there's like one hotel, and it had one room left, and it was like the suite. And so I said, for, I basically had to pay like three hundred dollars to sleep for like six hours mm. in this uh, suite at the West, which was a beautiful room. Don't get me wrong, but it wasn't just uh, it, was, it was my life was on the line. All right, let's say kibosh on hotel talk. We've moved on. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll get right to the basketball scoop. Yeah. little hoop news, a little hoop scoop. We'll talk to, about that and get your reaction on the Thornton's tax line, which I've not given out yet today. 502-414-1450. A little later, we'll get into the Cincinnati Reds discussion. Are they cursed by Scott Satterfield? The evidence is mounting, folks. Tonight could be the decider. That and more coming your way. Keep it locked right here on 1450 and 96.1. The Big X. This came out, it was 2012, because that summer, I had, like, I had like seven friends get married, and it was played at every wedding. But I just remember it was right when like Wayne Blackshear was debuting, and I was like, Wayne, I just met you. <laughs> and one of my buddies immediately was like, this is Gorgie. <laughs> we were uh, so cool. This song did come out in 2012. It was number one on this date in 2012. I believe that. And why the is summer that, of Call Me Maybe. Why is that significant? Um, I don't know. 
because on this day, uh, what would be 11 years ago, would be the date that Doc Brown put in the uh, DeLorean to go to the Back to the Future 2. Now, is that real? Because the, 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 all those Photoshops where it's like every single day is the one that they've – is it the actual one? I'm pretty sure because it was – that, that was a thing on the internet. I caught it because I caught it on Facebook on my memories from 11 years ago today. I screenshot well, it. That, I guarantee that was fake because that was like – because there was a was thing Jeff where – Drummond. There was a thing where like every day somebody was like sharing this image like this is the actual I'm day I'm pretty the sure that was the uh, – back to the future – it was a big internet day. thing like 10 years ago. October 21st, 2023 is Back to the Future Day. What was the day in the movie Back to the Future? Well, it's just 2015, but that wasn't. October 21st, 2015 is the actual day in the movie. Yeah. I, told, I, I, I Right when you said it, I was like, I guarantee that was a fake. Because, like, it, it, Jeff Drummond, you're a tool. So I kept seeing you that. I don't know if you remember him or not. There was a couple of times. Oh, yeah. There, there were a couple of times where I would reshare that. And then I, like. I kept seeing it, and I'm like, well, hold on a second. And it became this thing where people would just change the date, and it was every every like week or so, it would be this viral tweet about, this is the day that they went back and back to the future in DeLorean, and the actual day is October well, 21st. I'm pissed. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I I love to have an excuse to play Carly Ray Jetson. To, I love, by the way, to the video when Sagashi's sitting on the whole time is actually gives his number to the guitarist. Uh, not familiar with <laughs> have you ever said, I've watched, you never watched no. it? Yeah, no, nor have I. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't, I've never seen a music video. Right, this is the first time I'm watching it. Oh wow, this is crazy! I've never seen this before. Let's get to the hoop scoop. <laughs> people are. I can always tell when people. Are, I, can, I hear them screaming through the podcast or the stream when they're like, "Just get to it, please. Just talk about it," because uh, we get distracted a lot here. But here's the. So yesterday we had a question on the text line. Somebody asking, like, "What are you hearing about summer workouts?" And my answer was basically nothing. Yeah. I, I don't. You know, the sources are not saying anything. They're keeping you on the DL over there, aren't they? they? They keep me on the DL. And and so I said that yesterday, and somebody was like, hey, you want a little, want some nuggets? I'll give you some nuggets. And nuggets sound good. here's the game. It, it, nothing earth-shattering. I think, I think there's not going to be anything that really shocks anybody, but we're desperate for some genuine knowledge here, some genuine tidbits, so we can give that to you. There was a recent scrimmage, and this is what the person who talked to me um, is basing his whole thing is off of the, the scrimmage. Uh, three people, three notable players did not play in, in the scrimmage. Emmanuel Corfor is apparently still coming back from his injury last year, but will reportedly be back to practicing full speed soon, which is good news. Uh, Dennis Evans and Danil Yovanovich also did not play. They just minor setbacks. Uh, he didn't go into any details, but just th- they weren't participating in the workouts. Um, I asked just a simple question, like best player, team leader. Same player for both answers. Sky Clark. So Sky Clark was the obvious standout when it came to, to playing and, and was clearly the, the most vocal leader, the guy who was kind of putting everybody in place. He was kind of trying to get everybody revved up. And it's great to hear that, but it does sort of remind me of hearing about how dominant L. Ellis was at times last summer. And then you look back and you're like, well, he didn't really have any competition. This is why we need Tyler Johnson, who, if you're wondering, uh, you know, we kind of knew this already, but Tyler Johnson is the only player who's not arrived at UofL so far. He's the only player that we have for this year's roster who was not there at this thing. So it's great that, that Sky Clark is way better than Hersey Miller and whoever else he's guarding, but we need some legitimate – somebody to push him during practice. I think that that's an understatement. Was it the, 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 when the, the We Are Marshall movie when, when McConaughey's like – Coach, I don't, I don't think it's our defense that's so awesome. It might be just our offense isn't that good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you hear, it, it, it's great to hear that, and then like you kind of flash yeah. back to last summer, and you're like, oh, 
Yeah, L. Ellis was dominant too. That's ended up not being a great thing for us. But I mean, the, we can get Sky Clark to be at L. Ellis level last year. I'm, I mean, I'm okay with that as long as we can get some contributions from other people. Yeah, you, you need the assist to turnover ratio to be better. Well, you also need too, it to be way better than Sky Clark's own assist to turnover ratio well, last yeah, season. That too. <laughs> uh, the 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 scrimmage was the, the players were picked by their two team captains, uh, Brent Huntley Hatfield and Mike James. Pick, okay. pick the rosters for the scrimmage. I don't know if that means anything or if they're just like the, the guys coming back, but that's it. Uh, I again, would think they're the, the, I mean, they're two, yeah, the two, only two starters coming back. Yeah, I, I don't know. So Sky Clark, apparently a standout. This person said Mike James, or not Mike James, um, he said Mike James had kind of a rough day. Mm. Uh, Trey Smith, Trey White, another standout too. Very good. He was the best finisher at the rim. He was explosive. He's a super athlete. He's got a very nice mid-range jumper. He said the best pure athletes when it came to, like, when the guys were just kind of messing around and dunking, Trenton Flowers and Karan Davis, who we know just got arrived on campus, mm. uh, said some issues with, like, sloppiness, which you expect to pick up game in the summer, some issues with you know, inside play, which you would hope would get figured out when a core of four and Dennis Evans come back. But he, he said – Based on what he saw last year at this time and what he sees this year, and this is, again, this is just all speak, team chemistry, light years ahead of where it was a year ago. Wow. All the intangible stuff, light years ahead of where it was a year ago. Again, having said that, I'm not fully buying into that. Hold on one second. Yeah, yeah. Let you cough and clear your throat. Just because we heard the exact same stuff last year. They're working harder than in the – we had Scott Clark last week talking about how he's never been through practices and and workouts in the offseason that are this demanding. It's a lot of what we heard last year. And that's – I think we're all in the same boat where – don't get me wrong – it's better than hearing well, things aren't going great. <laughs> like, like these workouts are easy as hell. Well, or, that's what they said suck. after the games, <laughs> right? But like, I think we're all sort of—I don't say we're all, but most of us are in a cool. We'll believe it when we see it come November, which again yeah. is the the mentality that a lot of us are taking into the summer. But having said that, I think it's good to hear these types of things. Other uh, kind of notes: Curtis Williams. He's is as advertised, good outside shooter, but a step slower athletically than a lot of the guys. And that's what he's his role this year will be if we're playing a zone, we need a little bit of a zone buster, get in there and knock down some outside shots. I think he'll struggle defensively as a true freshman until his lateral quickness improves. I'd forgotten about him actually, to be honest. He with you and Caleb bit. Glenn are, are those I think those those freshmen that are gonna have to be they may have a game or two here where they make a big splash, have a 14, 16, 18-point performance. But for the most part, they're going to be role guys, uh, Williams especially. I, th- I think that he is going to – like he-, he needs to work on secondary ways to score and then also just defense in, in general because he's not quick enough right now, I'm not like, agile enough to be a really capable defender. I feel like you're just kind of almost like – it's like you're describing Devin Reilly going into last year a little bit in some ways. I think he's better than Devin Reilly. Yeah, but it was, but it's still like a, 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 a niche player that needs to expand his sure, game. And, sure, sure. And don't expect to see him. And we didn't see Rila, obviously, very much last year. So Yeah. Um, and I didn't expect to see Glenn a lot this year. I mean, I agree with what you said. I wouldn't go as high as saying 16, 18 games. I would say a breakout game would be more like eight or nine from one of those two guys to me. But even that would be a, a nice performance, depending on the situation. Yeah. So that, those are the big takeaways. Sky Clark, according to this person, very much the real deal, looking like a clear standout. Um Karan Davis and Trenton Flowers looking very athletic. Three guys not playing because of, of injuries. And um, James and, and Huntley Hatfield picking the teams. Curtis Williams looking like a good shooter, but not 
not maybe a guy who's going to be a gigantic contributor right off the bat. And then Trey White being the team's best finisher and also probably the team's best mid-range shooter, which is, again, these are all things that we probably could have discerned already outside of maybe Sky Clark looking that dominant. Trey White's video speaks for itself from USC. We saw a full season of him playing yeah. a, a big-time role on we the NCAA go, tournament team. We can go we back know, and watch game film if yeah, we need to. Yeah. We know he can finish at the rim. We know he's yeah. got a good mid-range jumper. We know the areas where he needs to improve. And then Mike James and Huntley Hatfield we've seen play. And Huntley Hatfield is kind of the only real front-court threat that we have right now outside of J.J. Trainer because Akora 4 and Evans are, are both out. But The 6'11", uh, B.J. King. Well, <laughs> you nailed that one. Though. I'm not gonna. I can't. I'm not, Here's hoping he can make the jump that VJ never did because we need him to be. We need him to be a really good player this year. I, I, I think like like when you watch VJ, you know it's available. It's there. Just a matter of whether it's going to show up. We needed VJ to to make jumps a lot of times, and then when he didn't, we were only okay in Chris Max's first season because Jordan Wara went from like seldom used role player freshman to like. All ACC caliber player, and then eventually NBA draft pick. You know, maybe somebody can do that this year, but it feels like if they're not going to, we need unless Emmanuel Okorafor is going to make the jump into an All ACC caliber front court player. I feel like we need Brandon Huntley Hatfield to be who he was in spurts last season. I mean, maybe it's the optimism, maybe maybe it's the 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 extra sleep I've got, but I could see you know Trey White taking that Wara jump. Maybe not to the I war, too. not to the level of he's putting up twenty five points. No, but, the, but to where but he's averaging like maybe fifteen or sixteen points. And with what he does well, with the skill set that he provides, that would be just as valuable. I think he didn't have the quick release war does, but and War was not a great defender. No, and I think no. Trey White has the ability to be a very good defender if he you know puts the time and effort in. I mean, there's a reason why Trey White gets some NBA buzz, why he was getting some yeah. one and done buzz last season. He seems to be a guy who's only scratching the surface of his potential. And he's, yeah, he's a guy that you would, if he'd stayed at USC, he won't get as much attention here because whether you like it or not, whether it's fair or not, Louisville's not going to get a ton of preseason ink outside of the the standard. How bad are they? (laughs) Yeah. Is Kenny Payne going to be able to do enough to get it? Like, people aren't going to analyze the team. It's all going to be big picture. Last season was a disaster. Can this season be better? And I think if, if Trey White had stayed at USC, he would have fallen on a lot of these potential sophomore breakout star lists that always start popping up around this time of the summer. Um, and, and people would have had him as a, you know, talk about him as a outside NBA draft pick. He'd show up in mock drafts. Because he's coming here, he's probably going to get a little bit less individual t- attention. But he definitely fits that mold of a guy who, you know, Put up good numbers as a freshman. Was an All Conference rookie team member. It was nine points a game? Was it? I don't have. A I think that's right. And, and he could definitely make a, a take a, a gigantic leap forward. The question's all going to be about fit. Like, how do these guys fit together? Is he going to play the three? Does he play with Trenton Flowers? Does he play with Mike James? How, how do they? How's this whole thing work? And again, we won't have the answers to any of these questions until we start seeing these guys perform in, in red-white scrimmages and get more insight out of summer workouts and all that good stuff. But uh, as of right now, again, just. We'll take it. We're taking any nuggets we can get. That's all I can throw your way. That's all that was thrown my way. And until you know, we'll, we'll feed you, baby birds. Keep those mouths open. Well, <laughs> you feeding them crumbs now. We'll keep coming back. Well, I'm feeding them everything I've got. I'm I'm trying. I'm I'm, I'm a mama bird flying from go, tree to tree. To I'm bird? trying to get all the worms I can. I mean, bird analogy. Don't, don't birds like feed by like regurgitating the food into? The, yes. The, can we go with a different animal in here? No, I mean, no. You, I guess I guess technically the information you're giving is regurgitated because you're getting it from someone exactly. else. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. the whole point. It's all I got.
If I had more, I'd give it to you. But this is all I can get right now. There's not, there's not much floating well, around I have there. A feeling Our coach isn't talking. This is the same conversation you had on your honeymoon. <laughs> not true at all. <laughs> I'm giving you all. I had more to give, I would. Well, it was <laughs> long time. <laughs> After a while there, you get a little worn out. It's, it's fine. <laughs> I was tired. It happens to all men and women. <laughs> 502 414 1450 is the is the Thornton's text line. We'll take some text from you guys here to wrap up the Woo. the second hour. The What's Angry Man angry about today? And we'll find out in a second. Let's see. Uh text says Jody Demling wrote today that all basketball newcomers have arrived on campus. Have not is Tyler Johnson here? He was the last one, right? He's I mean, the only person who's not here. So if, if Demling is saying that he's that all newcomers are here, that means Tyler Johnson's here. I, he clearly was not there as of 48 hours ago. Um, Our concern isn't whether he's here, is whether he's allowed to play, isn't it? As much more than anything. Or did we get? Did you? Did we confirm he did? Get if to, Tyler Johnson's here, you assume he's he got eligible. here today. Yeah, if he's here, I assume he is eligible. But he's not. He was not working out with the team as of like yesterday. So. I, I, I would like to see him that. working out with the team. Texas says, Mike, it's time to buy in, my friend. Yeah, buy in, man. Are we talking Reds? I have no idea. <laughs> Are we talking? I'm just, I'm just all in favor of you buying in for some reason. I'm going to need more. Para- if we're talking about the men's basketball season, I'm going to need buy into what? Us being an NCAA tournament team? Because <laughs> I'll be perfectly honest. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not there. I, I will not buy in until I see this team look like a competent, working Functional unit in November. How does Homer Mike convince what, what's what's uh, what, what's what's angry Mike Salty? How does Homer Mike, like the, the little mics on each shoulder, convince Salty Mike that this this basketball team season will be successful? You can't until November. Like I, I, was, I mean, there's stuff you can say. You can this you time can promote of year Scott ago, Clark is if you think he's the next. Look, I, I'm not. I don't think it's even Salty Mike. Like this time a year ago. I, I was sitting here talking about how I, I'm worried about what I'm hearing. I'm worried about the roster makeup. I think that this could be a team that is once again around 500 or a little bit under and that finishes in the bottom five of the ACC. And people were upset about that. People were very upset about that. And then it ended up being even worse than my worst fears. And now I'm sitting here and I'm like, I, I mean, I think I'm being optimistic by saying I think they could be you know, win 15, 16, 17, 18 games if, if things break right. But if you want me to go out there and predict that this is going to be an NCAA tournament team that wins in excess of 20 games, I'm just going to have to see it. Like, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I like the talent. I like the roster. Last year was such a colossal disaster. And the fact that it never improved, the fact that we didn't see the effort level really have a significant uptick at any point, the fact that we still don't know what Kenny Payne's system is on offense or defense, really. It, like, that all just lends itself to, to believing that maybe you know, we're in for another disappointment regardless of what your bar is. So I'm just, again, I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm not saying we can't be an NCAA tournament team. I'm, I, I think the roster is good enough to be an NCAA tournament team. I'm just saying I'm going to need to see it after you're, what happened. You're definitely the angel on the shoulder opposed to me. I mean, you've, you, you are at least more excited. The, the, the talent level has increased on this roster where I've wonder if it it stayed about the same we just replaced one guy with another uh and you and i think you've also predicted many more wins than i have for this upcoming season which is i don't think you've ever made a prediction i I mean i think we're probably under around close to 10 if not under that's yeah that i I think we'll win more than that i do i just i mean i'm 
I, I like to think but one game into the season, I'll change my mind. But as of now, until I see that one game, I sure as hell wouldn't have changed it after last year's first game either. Somebody showed but, me my tweet from the first half of the Lenore Ryan game last week when I was talking about something, and it was <laughs> the exact tweet was, I expected it to be bad. It's so much worse than, than I was expecting. And that wound up summing up the entire I saw I saw eight minutes of that basketball you team. Tweeted play. That every every game. <laughs> I saw eight minutes of that first exhibition game and I was like, uh oh. Like yeah, like this yeah. is not I know that they can improve, but this is not a this is not a, a solid starting point. And sure enough it wound up being, I tried to be Mr. Positive too. I was I was trying like listen, it's it's an exhibition. That's where hiccups are done. We get our mistakes out of the way, we're growing. Hey, we improved after three games despite being 0-3. We improved every game slightly. Yeah, it was, it was a nice attempt. We never got any better. Texas says, uh, guys, if Trey White dunks on your head, that will, will that change your mind? No. <laughs> He's like 6'9", super athletic. I'd expect him to be able to dunk on my head. <laughs> Texas says, why was Kenny Payne in a rush to fill all 13 scholarships? Had he waited, we could have gotten Javon Quinterly or any of the West Virginia players in the portal. Oh, that's cute, Tex. You think that we were going to get Javon Quinterly? That's adorable. We weren't going to get those guys. I, I, I kind of don't hate on KB for taking the guys he did when he did. Because, I, honestly, I just I don't have faith that we would have gotten – we weren't going to get Quinterly or anybody of these West Virginia players probably. I mean, John, Javon Quinterly, he's a guy in the portal who's going to demand some significant NIL money. And it became very apparent as the offseason went on that we weren't going to be able to compete with transfer portal guys when it, uh, for whatever reason. Yeah, Hunter on the NIL showed us that in year one. Yeah, it was, well, last year, I mean, you know, we hit we get a couple of guys early on. We get Trey White. We, I mean, we got Sky Clark basically before the season was even over. And then we get Trey White. And then after that, it was every person that we were on a list, It's we slowly got whittled out of. And then we wound up going with standard recruits, guys who reclass like Trenton Flowers, uh, guys like Tyler Johnson. So, I, I, yeah, I'm kind of with you. If you knew that those guys were going to become available and you could have gotten them, would you have liked to have held out a scholarship? Of course. Like Quinterly could really help us next year. Oh, yeah. Trey Mitchell um, or some of the other West Virginia players. I know Kirk Carissa said that he's staying in Morgantown, but some of the other guys that are available could have really helped us. But what's my my faith in their ability to land those guys after seeing us do what we've done in the transfer portal is not not overly high. I mean, I think Tyler Johnson can really help us as a backup point guard. We need somebody who plays his type of style – do I wish that he was a experienced grad transfer with the or not grad transfer, but uh, a guy with two, three, four years of college experience? Sure, but the next best the best thing is at least somebody who can challenge Sky Clark a little bit in practice, which I think he'll be able to do. Yeah, you win your four games, beggars can't be choosers. Well, that's, I mean, I don't. I mean, it's still Louisville though. You still should be able to go get players. Texas says I worry that this basketball staff works the players to death because they are lacking in player development. I'm worried that like. We heard this time of the year up until October, all we heard was conditioning, conditioning, conditioning. We never looked like the better conditioned team last no. season. Like, all I heard was... Well, mentally especially, but... Because yeah. we heard a lot of that with Rick Pitino about the treadmills and being the best conditioned team and playing that style. And we always looked like the best conditioned team when he was here. And last season, maybe it's because guys were playing too many minutes. Sky Clark's usage... Or not Sky Clark. LLS's usage numbers were obviously outrageous. But we always looked like the team that in the middle of the second half was just, after hanging around for a little bit, 
we weren't in as good a shape as our opponents. I mean, you remember his first year, Ellis Miles, even like Sky Danport, like two different people. Yeah. Like, the, 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 I mean, especially Miles. Sidney Curley like a different person last year. <laughs> just in the, the opposite <laughs> way of what we were hoping for. Like, he won the fight for that Chick-fil-A sandwich in the locker room. I mean, like, I'll never forget, like, seeing Miles, like, UK and Louisville's part. I think they were, he was, you know, like I said, Sky Damper, I remember, looked really, because he looked really skinny in the face of the way he lost. But, but Miles, just the transition in his body, just in game one. Like a different human. Attitude was totally different, too. Attitude, game was different. I mean, it was just like a night and day. I mean, I, I know it's a cliche, but it's no better way to describe Ellis Miles, like his freshman year with Patino, under Denny Crum, like this pudgy kind of, you know, kid out of Compton that looks like we had no business recruiting him. And the next year he's, you know, chiseled and looks like a, a mini Magic Johnson out there, Draymond Green doing triple doubles. And that's why, to once again respond to the texture, he's like, you need to buy in. It's great hearing about how hard the practices are, and it's great hearing about how hard the guys are working, but we heard all that same stuff last year, and then the season rolled around, and the guys, I mean, the, the guys who were coming back from the disastrous season the year before looked like they were in worse shape. Sidney Curry being the most notable example. I mean, he yeah. looked, he was chiseled at the end of his, his first year here, he was our best player down low. At the end, because he, he started shape. the season out of shape. And, yeah, and, and then he st- he started last season and continued the entire season looking just completely out of shape. And it was like, what were we actually doing when we were hearing all about this? We're not even touching a basketball. We're just conditioning, conditioning, conditioning. And I just don't – I mean, it's why I have a hard time buying into, great, we're working really hard, we're working harder than we ever have this offseason – I would expect to hear that. I need to see it. I need to see a team that looks like they're the best conditioned team on the floor once we start playing actual games in November. Texas says, I missed the hoops rumors. Could you do a 30-second summary? I need to know whether or not to buy stock in Trevor's opinions. Life or death matter over here. Well, we just wrapped it up, so you're going to have to. What was the first part? I, mean, I looked down and somebody texted me. He wants know. to do a 30-second summary of the hoops rumors. It, it, oh, well, we just kind of We yeah. just kind of did it. We, yeah. You can Sorry. Maybe we'll do that again in the 5 o'clock hour. I just saw, I saw the, the tweet also. Um, are you a red zone guy? No, you know Red Zone. I love Red Zone. I mean, I I sometimes find myself guilty of like of missing some Eagles plays because I'm watching Red Zone more. And I just I just saw they're talking about it's being on different services now. But Scott Hansen, the guy, does it. He sits there for like nine hours. Like I've never seen that once that do take a like a pee break. That's impressive. It right? is very impressive. I like, could do it. And he talk he's talking nonstop because they don't do commercials. I mean, maybe there's like a thirty second break. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah you. Yeah. You're in the bathroom every course for break here. Pretty I much. Know, yeah. I know you can. I can. I have a decent bladder, but I was just. I don't know. I just popped in my head. I was like thinking about it, like I saw that guy every Sunday for 16 Sundays stand there for like eight hours, and never once does he like take a bathroom break. He's crazy. That's I mean, insane. I wonder if he's wearing a catheter or whatever those things. I know baseball announcers will pee in cups like underneath their table. Will they? Yeah. I know that's a thing. I'm always curious about that too because like I'm not saying Nick does because well, if he's out of breath, I know he has to pee, but. Well, like, we can tell when Nick Curran has to Yeah, play. but like, because <laughs> there's games where I'm like, between innings, having to run to the bathroom and back. Like, I can see that. That's That's got to be tough, especially doing a doubleheader even. Texas, I'm not seeing what the texture is talking about regarding Tyler on campus. He's in a, it's a list of, I saw the story that Jody Demling, I guess, wrote, and he doesn't, I guess he doesn't mention, he's breaking down the roster. And I, he talks about Tyler Johnson as being, a part of that roster. I guess that's the the implication. Um, well, we know he's a part of the roster. It doesn't mean he's on campus, right? Yeah. I mean, he doesn't – yeah, I, I don't see – I'm, I'm just skimming this. I'm doing the Trevor read, so I'm not seeing him say that everybody's on campus right now. I could be just missing that part. But, um, 
He, uh, he his name is included in the list of players added to the right. Roster. That's what yeah. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm not that's seeing him. All I see as well reporting that that Tyler is officially on game again. If it happened, it happened today. So I think he's. I think he. I think maybe the texture may have misread that, but I could be wrong. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, four o'clock hour, we can talk a little bit more about this. You guys have more thoughts on the Thornton's text line. A little bit more hoops talk. We can dive into the the, the Reds conspiracy theory. Another tough night for them. Did Scott Satterfield ruin the greatest thing in baseball as he ruins everything? All that coming your way in hour number two. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1. Back in second hour of the Tuesday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 961. The Big X. Congrats to the LSU Tigers last night, 18 to 4, thrashing of the Florida Gators after losing 24 to 4 in Game Two of the Championship Series of the College World Series. The Tigers bounced back with an 18 to 4 victory last night. LSU definitely having a moment here. Women's basketball national champions. They won the SEC West this year in football. The Men's basketball team, Will Wade only got like a 10-game suspension, and they didn't get hit with anything big. Uh, Matt McMahon doing okay down there, I guess, bringing in some new talent. And then baseball winning the national title. They become, I believe I saw the first university since UConn in 2014 to win two of the four major national championships in the same year. Well, UConn men's and women's won the national title both in 2014 in basketball. And then you have to go back to, I think, Florida when Florida, they won yeah. men's basketball and football the same year. That's the only team to do that, right? In 06, wasn't it? believe that's correct. Don't, don't, don't hold me to that. I'm um, almost positive it has to be because, I mean, yeah, because Notre Dame's never won an in-slave championship and you, when you're going back into later years. Yeah, it's I mean, been... Big East dominated the 80s till, for the most part and they don't have football, so... It would be very fun to be an LSU fan right now. And I saw the... Have you seen the, the Jell-O shot Party stuff? coming around? Man, have you seen the Jello shot stuff that they do at Omaha? Uh, yeah, I think we talked about this a little bit actually with uh, on uh, with uh, Patrick and uh, Trey on Wednesday, where I guess it's like somebody uh, from LSU, uh, a Raising Cane's owner, like bought a bunch of shots yes. to fix it or something. It's kind of it's also kind of a scam in general. Like Jello shots should never be five dollars. There's there's not that much alcohol in them. Props to this play. I think Rocco's is the place, and they. It's expensive for a jello yeah, shot. It's, it's too much, but they're yeah. doing it because if you ever want like, to drive yeah. up attention or you want to drive up profit, turn it into a competition, especially when it comes with sports fans. And that's what they've done, and it's a brilliant marketing scheme. It is because if you're, you know, if you're, you're the Stanford fans, you're embarrassed this year. Like we're the nerds already. Nine hundred and twelve jello shot. Virginia eight hundred and seventy-two. How embarrassing is this for us? And then LSU right there, just under sixty-nine thousand. Thank you, Giddy. When you total it all up, they made four hundred seventy-five thousand dollars 
in just jello shots at this place. That's ridiculous. I mean, wasn't it now? They didn't, they didn't all actually get taken. Like I said, did the, what I understand, the Raising Canes got like bought. I think that's right. A bunch just to put them over. Was it Wake Forest they were like going kind of not head to head with, but they were, that was like the cha- the one challenging the most. I think it was Wake Forest, wasn't it? I assume it was Florida if they were both there. It might have been Florida too. I, th- I thought it was Wake because well, Wake Forest, maybe they just. They were in the mix, surprisingly. Like that's that's the school you, I guess you wouldn't expect to be big on the Jello well, shots. Based on the final total, nobody was even close. Cause, well, yeah, yeah. I guess. Wake Forest had seven thousand some odd. TCU had seven thousand some odd. That's not bad. Uh, and then again, LSU had sixty eight thousand. So nobody was even in the same stratosphere as LSU. Maybe an unnecessary purchase, but they. I, well, I think they were trying. What they were trying to do was to break the the Ole Miss record from last season. Yeah, and so so and, and leave it to LSU to like try to cheat to do it because I mean that's what they do. That's exactly what I said. Legal cheat. Is there really any shock that LSU's trying to bend the rules to win? Strong something? ass offer. I from mean the Raisin Cane's guy. You can just add baseball to the list of their sports that they've done it in. Is there a sport they haven't done that to? No. And look, it's kind of working out for them. They're I having mean, a moment right now. Yes. Well, yeah. Besides the men's basketball. <laughs> and really, if they'd known what the punishment they were going to get, they probably would never have never fired Will Wade. Oh, don't forget the gymnastic girl's an LSU girl. And she she's is. As popular as she is. Let uh, be done. Yeah. I mean, add that to the list of a. I mean, it's not exactly the year of the Cardinal, but it's. I mean, it's 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 a decent it's a decent run. I'd say it's better than the year of the Cardinal. It's pretty damn impressive. They're gonna do the year of the Tiger, and it's just gonna be thirty minutes of Olivia Nunn's like Instagram <laughs> dances and stuff. It would probably sell a lot better <laughs> than ESPN use ratings would be the highest they've ever been. It would sell better than like the baseball part. I guarantee that. I'm a ESPN classic too, by the way. I know you've said that. I think you're one of like five people that I, I know. That I, I know I'm the only one, but I just I missed that channel. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton text. I will take a few more texts here to start the, the 4 o'clock hour since we didn't get to a ton. Texas says, Trevor claims to be a Blue Jays fan but doesn't know that Alec Manoa's first name isn't Alex. It's Alec, isn't it? Yes. Alec. You know what? Do give me a second year. I'll remember his name. Texas, He's a West, that's, what I get, that's what we get for going for a West Virginia pitcher, too. Texas says, Righteous Felon Beef Jerky is amazing. Trevor, I'll ship you some and bring you a Lonnie's cheeseburger during Burger Week. What's your address? As I said before, Trevor is John Candy from Trains, Planes, and Automobiles based on the towel story. <laughs> I did leave a lot of dirty towels. I do go through a lot of towels in a hotel. I'm a big guy. It, I, I, I usually have to use like two towels to dry off. Plus, then you have like another one on the floor that you, you don't want to, you know. I'm, I'm the weird guy that doesn't like walking on the wet, like flat uh, towel floor. I got to put a towel down. Like it's, it, I don't know why. I'm you, just, my daughter, she's very, she's I'm, very anal about like she, if, you're, if her feet hit the ground without a towel, it annoys she flips me. Out. Oh, I'm, I'm same way. I, I have, I have literally like a line of towels going from my shower to my bed and my and because my bathroom in my room at my house. The comparisons like, between you and my three year old just continue to get stronger. <laughs> the inquisitiveness, the questions. I too have singing bro- the Little Mermaid I, constantly. I too have broken into song <laughs> in, in the middle of Target style. Yeah, I put that video out there last night. She did it. I kid you not, for like the entire thirty minutes. Like I would, I'd be walking I, down I, different <laughs> aisles, and I would just hear. It's always part of that world. I just hear like. I kind of wanted you to just like lift the, the camera up and get reactions of people walking by. There, there were a lot of people <laughs> thankfully <laughs> smiling. Okay. And then when John started crying at the end, they were not smiling anymore. But when Virginia was, yeah. They, what, what do you think the reaction would have been if you'd been in a situation like it was you singing the exact same thing Virginia's doing? Not as cute. But just, <laughs> next thing you know, the cops are coming. So we're going to have to ask you to leave. I hear part of that world 85 times a day. 
Eight, she's just all about the Little Mermaid right now. And she is your kid. She knows the words, too, which is amazing. Up where they run, up where they run. I'm like, oh, my God, every day. And then she's very much in character. But it's it's very cute. I enjoy it. But she's she's always putting on a show. There's no question about it. Yeah, I'm this, that's the back to the as a tally. I am very uh, – I guess that's another reason why that would probably have been the biggest mess I left for the, the like, get the hotel this morning. A lot of towels. Was this, yeah, I mean, I went through probably all, like, five towels I had there. Speaking of beef jerky, when I look back at the some, like some of the stranger things that have happened since I started doing Louisville sports coverage, one that stands out, and I, I, I don't know how, I need to go back on my email and see if I can find this person, but it was, it was like when I first started doing Card Chronicle, and people were still like first getting into the website. This guy, this is probably like 2009, 2010, I guess. He, he's like, I have this tradition. My brother and I, we make all these different kinds of beef jerky during March Madness, and we always eat it. We'd love to send you some. And he sends me a box with, like, 12 different bags of, like, different kinds of beef jerky that he's made himself. And, like, I, it was delicious. It was wonderful. Yeah. And looking back now, I'm like, I ate random beef jerky from somebody. I've, <laughs> I have no idea whether or not they're just a complete psychopath. I don't know this person at all. And that's something that I would never do today. If you send me a full box of beef jerky, I'm going to the FBI. And you gave me a dirty look for eating a lasagna, cold lasagna out of a tailgater's pan after the miss old miss. Well, I, yeah, I, I did. <laughs> but yeah, like I was, I was, it was like I want to find this guy again. Be like, hey, remember that beef jerky you sent me like 12 years ago? Can I get that next March again? It was delicious. I think I, I don't remember actually when we talked to jerky. What was your go-to jerky flavor? Uh, I like the. Any of the hot kinds, okay, I'm good with. I like the teriyaki kind. I love. See, you know, I, I mean, yeah. I've made it clear. Sweet. I love the teriyaki yeah. everything. Yeah, it's good. Uh, I'll eat the pepper kind too. Pepper's good. Yeah, the, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I don't remember what it was called when we used to do the. Um, I used to show with uh, Chip Cosby and and, and Greg over at, uh, over at 1080 um, when we'd come on. You know, before uh, KR, uh, KSR, excuse me. Uh, this time I actually meant to use the S instead of the C. <laughs> and, and I guess one of their, I don't know if they're still sponsored with them, but they had like a beef jerky, come, is it Minions or something? It's, I think Minions it's a, beef jerky. Yeah, it's, a lo, it's local, I believe. And it's not like a hard, it's not like your typical, it's, it's really soft. It's a very really soft jerky. And uh, they had boxes of it, because I guess it's fun. I, used to, I mean, I, I think every day I left there with like four bags of jerky and like a row, they had like, it was like, it was like chewing tobacco packages. But it was like jerky that looked like chewing tobacco. Like it was all just like crumbled up. It was decent. Delicious. I don't know if I was allowed to to, to take as many as I did when, <laughs> when I was there or to partake as many as I I would willing to put probably dollars donuts as I probably ate about a third of the, the jerky that they were sent from that company. And had no affiliation with the show. I knew it was supposed to be for. That's fine. <laughs> Is it Mingua? Beef I think jerky? it's Mingua, yeah. Mingua. Because I used to think that Mark Enos, was, it was his company at first. That is because he had the Mingus Twenty Two Twitter account. Oh, and I was like, "Is that this guy? Is that the him? Like, is that the guy that has the Mingus account?" Because once again, spelling just not mattering <laughs> whatsoever to you in your world. And at this time, I think he was just yeah, he was just on Twitter. He wasn't even a radio of any kind. Texas says, "Does nobody else use that little flip over latch when they're in a hotel room? The one that keeps the door from opening oh, more do. than a few inches." I immediately use. it. I yeah. use, I, and I lock the bolt too. I do both. Yeah, the first that's the first thing I do when I go in. I also saw this person's text. Clearly the hotel person I was did not. I also saw the, this person's text after we went off the air yesterday. It was, TK has never been offended about anything on, on this show ever until someone said that he looks like he's somebody who watches wrestling. And even then, he was offended for wrestling. <laughs> well, it was, I think it's, <laughs> is, that the, is that the same guy who was kept pulling out the it's still real to me, dude? 
I don't know. Like, it didn't look like it. Because I hate when people bring that up. It's like, it's like don't, don't. And he's like the Farva of wrestling so fans. real to me, damn it. Like, you don't, don't lump us in with that Martian. Like, we're real. We're, 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 we're legitimate fans. He's, his, his, his fanhood is like evil shenanigans. Cheeky. <laughs> cheeky. Our tech shenanigans are cheeky and fun. Texas, last year I checked into a hotel room in downtown Louisville for a wedding. I asked for an early check-in, and I had to wait three minutes before I could get in. And so I was standing outside my room, and housekeeping was walking by, and this guy let me in. I walked into the room, and there was clothes and half-eaten food everywhere. And I looked at my key card, and I had the wrong room. I'm just lucky the girls who were staying in there were gone. <laughs> you know, I guess it was some of those clothes were bras or something. It's how he knew it was women. I guess, yeah. That's That would have been, yeah, that would have been bad. I once got walked into a hotel room. <laughs> you, you did? I did. You walked in like like what I did, or not to that extreme, or um, <laughs> I don't know if this is. I can't. I don't think I can tell the story on it. Really? Yeah. I, I've never. I've never once thought of that before. I opened my mouth. It was bad. <laughs> it, was, it was embarrassing, but it was. I mean, was it your room? Yes. But did not put a sock on the door. Kind of. Yeah, and I don't think we knew that we were. It was a mix-up on whether what day we were staying with people with friends. And so you didn't expect there to be like someone in there with company. They, I heard, I heard the key card sound. I mean, you were the one in the room. I was in the room with the company with the girl I was dating at the time. Okay. Yeah. And I heard the key card sound and it was a oblique moment. That was, yeah. <laughs> My friend, uh, I don't bring it up. I'm <laughs> Never, no eye contact in a three in a double. <laughs> well, he was with his girlfriend, who was oblivious to what was happening. Even, yeah, just to walking in, no eye, eye contact should be. And we've not looked in each other's eyes since. <laughs> Texas, Trevor, don't skill and talent go hand in hand in basketball? You said yesterday that players have more skill now, but are less talented. Make it make sense. Also, athleticism and talent do go hand in hand sometimes, just like height and talent. I don't think Shaq would have been as good without his God-given natural physique. Well, you can say that about almost anybody in the NBA, right? Well, nope, yeah. but they wouldn't be. I mean, um, I mean, I think I said, I think I said, skill and, and athleticism is what our is the is the, the two I compared yesterday. I don't remember saying skill and talent. Maybe I did though. You said athleticism and talent. Yeah, I think it's athleticism and talent. You can be athletic but not talented. Is was what I said, and I stand by that. Um, I mean, but yeah, you can you can be. I mean, you can be both. Obviously, I just I mean, you're not always that way. Texas. I, what bugs me, and I'll let you go, is, is, good. is I just – the overcorrection of the defense. Uh, I mean, we saw last last five years the, the what we call the, 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 the Harden era because he got all his points off free throws because he took advantage of the, the progression of players not – you know, learning the, the, the freedom of motion and style. I don't blame the players as much for the style of the NBA. It's, this is what the NBA wants. These guys are just going with the motions. They're, they're, they, they've now learned what they're allowed and not allowed to do, and they're just going with it. I don't blame the players. I just – the NBA is so desperate for offense to get, you know, be the selling point and for TV ratings, and, and they're not the only one. Football does it too, but at least the NFL defensive backs can, like, still touch a wide receiver for a yard or two, or you can't get anywhere near a guy. And it's, just meet halfway. Bring me back hand-checking, and I'll meet you halfway with it. You need it. You have to have it. Yeah. 
I mean, offenses are always going to be two steps ahead of the defense. It's not fair to let the defense at least have some kind of advantage. It's not. I mean, by the rules of the game, you're not supposed to be. It's not a physical sport. You're not supposed to have, be able to contact when you're playing defense. Well, I mean, the rules have been changed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you're not allowed to. I know. That's what I'm saying. And, and that's why I don't blame the players. I don't think it's the the kids that are playing the, the offense game. is supposed to have an advantage. Yeah, they're they're doing this because. Well, it always has an advantage no matter what. An offensive player always knows it's what it is. And that's supposed to be that's part of the game. It would be terrible if you couldn't score. Well, but you should, the defense should be given some kind of – to make it even. I don't think it's supposed to be even. I think it, Or at least try to be even. I disagree. I like defense. Texas says, Jawan Howard, a much better coach than KP, had two lottery picks and a preseason player of the year on his roster last year and couldn't even make the tournament. Yeah, the draft was not a good night for Jawan Howard. I mean, you might think that, like – Having Jet Howard and uh, the other kid, uh, Kobe Bufkin, drafted in the top 15 would be good for him. Like, like you know, it's, it's good for Michigan. But then you look at it and like, oh, they played on an NIT second-round team. They were freshmen, though, weren't they? Yeah. And, and by the way, the best player on that team hit the transfer portal and was the most coveted player in the transfer portal. Yeah. It's been, I mean, it's a – I think the jury's still very much out on Jawan Howard. It started off on a solid note. They go to the Elite Eight. His second season, they go to the Sweet 16 the year after that. But then – They've been – last year was a massive disappointment. Even the Sweet 16 team limped into the tournament mm-hmm. and needed that run to really kind of save the overall perception of, of, of him for that season. So I think this is an important year for him. He's got a weird roster. So I don't – I think that if they tank again this year, then you'll start to hear that hot seat talk, and then people might talk about him you know, being overmatched for the job. But it, it was a – he's in a weird spot right now for sure. I was never – I mean, you know this because, I mean, I was never really big on Juwan even in the Sweet 16. I thought, you know, having Phil Martelli next to him was a bigger difference. Sure. Impact that maybe people weren't getting a big-time hire for him. And um, it just cause it, it annoyed me that, like, that's – you know, going into KP's year last year, that was like the name. That's the best example you come up with. It was the one outlier of, he, of guys going only, back yeah. to his – That's sad. It's the only one of among, what, 20 different examples – yeah. Of, of alumni going back to their schools. He was the one that everybody circled and said, hey, he's the one outlier, of a former player going back to his his alma mater, becoming a head coach and having success there. And, and he was an assistant long time for in the NBA like Patrick Ewing was as well. He was. I mean, maybe now I mean, is Mike Woodson the better example? I don't I mean, he's – Woodson, at least Woodson was an NBA head coach. And while I wasn't a big Woodson fan, he had success with, you know, the Hawks at some point. I mean, they were a playoff team, I think. I'm pretty sure with him. He was the head coach when, he, when they had, like, Josh Smith, I think, sure. when you. Texas says, uh, okay, food for thought, who will win this college, this Louisville college football game? Cragthorpe's first-year team with Petrino's Orange Bowl team that finished 6-6 six and six and no bowl versus Scott Satterfield's first-year team going 8-5 and five in a Music City Bowl. Who would win that game? I, I think it's a legit question. I think the 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 the, the Cragthorpe team is more talented. Cragthorpe team was definitely more talented. Yeah, they had a yeah. they still had an unreal offense. Like Harry Douglas and Brian. The defense is what took records. the hit. I mean, the defense was awful. Yeah, well, and I think didn't it lose like six starters from the year before or something? They, they lost three starters. Was it before. three? Okay, I mean, that's still. I mean, I mean, I thought it was more than that, but they returned. That team returned seventeen starters from a Orange Bowl team. Yeah, it's and know, they six went and six. And six. Yeah, I mean. And it wasn't even. I mean, it was. We got lucky to go. So we were getting blown out by Rutgers. Rutgers. But they, I mean, they still had their moments. Like they beat a ranked Cincinnati team on the road. They, they had Travis Kelsey, I believe. Did they? I think so. Yeah. They, you know, they, they, they scored on us. Were in most games. It wasn't until like later in the Crack Bear where they were just getting blown out on a weekly basis. I, I think that 
it kind of depends on when those two teams would have played. Um, <laughs> well, let me here's the thing though. Do you think Satterfield could outcoach Cragthorpe? Yes, I kind of agree with you a little bit too. I mean, especially with knowing that if Satterfield, if Cragthorpe falls into playing Satterfield's game, then Satterfield's team probably wins. I mean, Cragthorpe had Brian Brom, Harry Douglas, Mario Rudy, a bunch of running backs that ended up playing in the NFL. Eric Wood, he had all these NFL guys. Yeah, they were, I mean, they were offensively. I know Satterfield they were had Mackay Becton and uh, Hawkins. But I mean, Hawkins isn't an NFL player. No, I think Tutu Atwell was. Tutu Atwell still is. That's he's, he's. But like the the pro talent on that 06 team dwarfs okay. the pro talent on the Satterfield's first team. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not. There's no arguing that. I mean, I mean, they still. I, I still think it would be a game because that 06 team, despite how bad the defense was, they were they put up points on everybody. Yeah, they scored 35 a game, which is 19th in the country. I knew I knew their offensively they would blew up. So I take I take back the not getting blown out too. Like South Florida beat them fifty five to seventeen, but they did almost win at number six West Virginia the week before. Kind of got crushed there. <laughs> almost the the UConn game they should have won. They had the Larry Taylor fake. Was that the Larry catch. Taylor game? Okay, the Syracuse game and the Kentucky games. were That kind of sums disasters. up Cragthorpe's whole tenure, doesn't it? <laughs> I'm gonna take a stand. I think the 06 team would have beaten uh, the 07 team would have beaten. The, that was Stevie got loose game too, wasn't yeah, it? Stevie got loose, and then the next week was the Syracuse game where we set the record for biggest favorite to lose. And then we beat a decent NC State team on the road, lost to Utah, yeah, uh, forty-four thirty-five. Yeah. Beat Cincinnati, who was number seventeen on the road. The Larry Taylor game against UConn kind of derailed the rest. Of it. Beat Pitt, and then lost narrowly to a very good West Virginia team in Morgantown. Destroyed by South Florida, and then beat Rutgers to get to six and six. Um, that team still, I think, probably would have beaten Satterfield's first team. We only went it seven. Should five. yeah, we only went seven. Then and again, five. that team shouldn't have gone six and six either. No, they shouldn't have. So I mean, who knows? <laughs> Texas says that's a very interesting question, though. Does Mike ever get angry that TK insists on leaving the return from break music on too loud for too long while Mike is trying to talk? Yes, he does. Take it as a hint. <laughs> it's not a hint. <laughs> We've talked about it. I, I, I'm a slow fader. You are a very slow fader. I'm a. Sl- <laughs> Texas, I believe they donate the Jello shot money to charity. Otherwise, five bucks a shot is highway robbery. Okay, uh, there's so, no way they donate the whole the whole money. Somebody else says five dollars for a Jello shot is absurd, but their Twitter page says the proceeds go to food banks. Okay, I feel better about that then. I, I mean, can, I can see them giving a dollar for every 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 five they get, maybe. But still, that's still a lot of money. I did, did not know that. I, I find it hard to believe that the, the entire thing is donated. I just don't believe. I just don't trust uh, charity enough in people. You know how I feel about nonprofits. I, I do. <laughs> don't believe them. Texas is a link. I don't know if I believe this. Louisville is the sec- number two city in America for 4th of July. Number two city globally for 4th of July. Now, does that because they air the the Thunder of Louisville to the, the, on the military channel on 4th of July? It's according to I'm curious that where Airbnb guests in the United States plan to spend Independence Day. Really? Why? Louisville was number one. On Airbnb's list of top ten U.S. travel destinations for the summer. For the summer? I mean, it is Louisville's number two this year, um, ahead of Ontario, um, Mykonos, Greece, and Amalfi, Italy. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I don't think people are going to. Who the Louisville. hell made this list? It's the same droves that they are going to the Amalfi Coast. Um, yeah, I don't know. So right there with a. I mean, <laughs> no, no, I don't get it. Who wants to go to Ontario? It's a hell of a list. <laughs> I mean, Toronto's in Ontario. Texas says, ha, ha, FYI, I wasn't going to send Trevor beef jerky. 
just some elephant poop. <laughs> well, maybe your jerky tastes like elephant poop. Texas Trevor, I love you, big guy. Thank you. But you did say that players are more skilled now. You also said that they are less talented. You also said that players are more athletic, which also makes players more talented. The game evolves and the players evolve and get better. It's just the way of the world. In conclusion, the NBA is more talented today than it ever has been. Please imagine I just DX chopped you. Uh, I don't know why that last part had to be in there. <laughs> the crotch chop. Uh, I disagree with the – I mean, athletics, but I just said they're athletics by comparison to other generations. I mean, there's no comparison. Uh, but, no, I still – no, I don't think the talent level is as is, is, is good as it's been. Texas, did you all see the viral clip of Patti LaBelle doing a Tina Turner tribute at the BET Awards, but she didn't know a single lyric to any of her songs? I didn't see Master P trending for it. I didn't see that. I saw the Patti LaBelle clip, though. Okay. And I saw that apparently the prompter went out, and so everybody was trying to help her. And she, it's like this, she didn't know the lyrics? I feel like this is like the second time that Patti LaBelle has had this happen to her. Where There's a, there's a Christmas clip from years ago where she doesn't know any of the, the lyrics to the Christmas song that she's doing, and she just is like sitting there, and she's like, Oh, like she just is like she's like doing like the like the tunes and then being like I don't know Christmas. Like, did Maurice Cheeks come out next to her and like help her sing along? I don't know, I mean, but I, I feel like this may be an intentional thing to try to go viral for Patty Labelle after she after it worked once. They're just they're running it back. How old is Patty Labelle now? Like in her seventies? Got it, at least. She's got to be right. I mean, I would say seventies or early eighties. I'll say over under seventy. You'll say I'm gonna say I'm, I'm gonna over. say over seventy. I'm say over I'm say she's like seventy-seven. She is seventy-nine. Okay, I mean, yeah, I mean, seventy nine years old. I, 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 you probably, I can, you lived during the seventies. God knows what was going through the that nostril. So I'll say, yeah, that, that I can see, understandably, forgetting the lyrics. Terry says, "Y'all are crazy." I'm taking every sat team over every Cragthorpe team besides the year we lost to Air Force. Well, the year we lost to Air Force, we went to a bowl game at least. We did. We, the, the other team won three games. Yeah, we got beat I'll by take, fifty. I'll <laughs> take the Brom team over them only. Brom was on the 07 Cragthorpe team. Yeah. Talent wise, it's head and shoulders, but those teams were just awful. Brom, yeah, that's, that's the discussion. It's the 07 team with Brian Brom versus the 2019 team for Scott Satterfield with Malik Cunningham and Javion Hawkins and Makai Becton. Like, that team overachieved for sure. They won a ton of close games. They, they, they didn't really beat, but they, they didn't beat anybody that was immensely talented that year. And when they ran up against an immensely talented team, they got smacked around. That 06 team was immensely talented. They just had the worst head coach, one of the worst head coaches that we've ever had in any sport. What, do, do we make it a, a, a three-way and throw in uh, Ron Cooper's first year at 7-4? I mean, the uh, I think the Cracktop team would kill that team. I mean, <laughs> I just I'll never forget. I don't know. Keep in mind though, that would probably of those three is by, probably the best defensive team. Maybe because because he they kept, didn't play. There's comfort to say. What uh, the the Cooper team? Yeah. Well, they were independent actually. Were they? Yeah, they were still independent when he got there. But I mean, you're talking about a team that had, I mean, multiple NFL players. McLeod, Madison was on that team. Yeah. I mean. I, Alan Campbell, that was a lot more deep. talented than Satterfield. I think that was the Bermuda Triangle defense linebackers because they were all from Florida. I used to have that poster. It was kind of cool. Um, yeah, that was, I mean, I'm not saying they would have a chance, but of those three, they're by far the most best defensive team of those. That was, you know, I would think so. Yeah. Then again, I am a big Sam Madison fan. I'll just never forget. So I, I fully bought into Steve Craig. I was young and dumb. I, I thought that there wasn't going to be that much of a drop off. I thought the talent coming back was just too strong. Craig Thorpe did enough at Tulsa to lead me to believe that he could. I thought we were going to go like 11 and 1 his first year. Young and naive, and Mike. We went, to, we went out to the, the bars that summer 
like right like that August right after practice had started. And I remember Wood was there with Brian, and we were like the old Molly Malone's on Barstown Road. And I remember Brian was like, uh, he's like, he's like, I don't know. And right then, cause Brian was, he, he still never gives anything away. Like he very much is, he was a professional at like 17. He was just, he was always going to say the right thing. And do, even like when we were like being buddy, buddy. And he was just like, yeah, he, he does. He, he does, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of, of not, it's definitely different. There's a lot of not. And then he was very open about the fact that the weed change in policy was going to be a big deal. He's like, basically, any time that you hear about somebody getting suspended for the next couple oh, of weeks, yeah, I mean, it's going to be because of weed. Because yeah. Petrino, if a guy tested positive, he was running stairs the next morning with Paul Petrino at the, at the stadium, yeah. and that was kind of it. And he's like, Crackthorpe has a zero tolerance. Like He's like, first time, you're suspended for a game. Second time, you're suspended for like half a season. Third time, you're gone. And people started getting suspended very quickly. I haven't seen Pounds George Stripling since. I haven't seen him since. <laughs> he wasn't the only one. He went to the store to get papers, and he never came back. I sure there was a lot of, like, I'm not sure this guy really knows what he's doing. And that was the first time where I was like, this this may not go great. Well, first time I met Greg Brahma, I asked him, it's like, well, George Stripling, he's like, we don't know. Nobody like, knows. Like, he, he wasn't even, like, joking. Like, I make jokes slightly about it. Like, he was serious, like, the legit. He's like, we have no idea. I, I've asked multiple like guys from that team. He left and never came back. I've asked multiple players <laughs> from that team who like I. I talked to him for a little bit, like when he first left, and I've I've got no idea where he is right now. Well, <laughs> we're putting out an AP. I think we should do like a little skit, like where's. <laughs> if you know where George Stripling is, let us know. We we need to have him on the show. We'll go around like town, like asking like random people, like the barber shops and stuff. Like, have you seen this man? <laughs> Texas, adding to the discussion about players from years ago that couldn't play now, uh, did you see that Dennis Rodman said that Larry Bird would be playing in Europe today? Dennis Rodman, uh, Dennis Rodman also said after they lost him in 87 that if he was black, he'd be an average player. And we all know that was A BS. lot of people have said that. Yeah, a lot of people are idiots. <laughs> Dennis, Larry Bird was, a, he was an awesome player, white he, or black. It didn't I matter. I think he probably got overhyped because of his skin. Yeah, no, he was, he was a bad dude. And Dennis Rodman was a good player. Did you see his daughter is made these as on the U.S. Women's National Team? Rodman's or Birds? Tr- uh, Trinity Rodman, soccer oh. player. She's on the. She made the cut for the U.S. Women's National Team. What's her name? Trinity Rodman. Nice. So did uh, Savannah Demello from Racing Louisville. Very cool. I did. Now I did say that. Yeah. Yeah. I knew that. We we talked about that. I believe last week as well. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk a little Reds. Uh, last night disaster. Tonight, I report from my man on the scene, uh, Danny, who's in Baltimore now for work after. His horrifying experience at the Wilmington, Delaware Hotel says it's pouring there. We'll see if weather's going to affect tonight's game. But bigger factors are at play here. Is there a curse bringing down this team? We investigate coming up after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. Today, um, 
21 Reasons Why, right? 13 Reasons. 13 Reasons Why, thank you. Which, I mean, make fun of me. I loved the first season of that show. It was. I liked it. I. I. I mean, the, now the second season. I think I got halfway through episode one and turned it. It was so bad, and I heard it went like four seasons. And what I've read, it went off the rails. And what I've read, like everything, like every season got worse and worse. But the first, and it's listen. I know it's. It can be kind of a teeny drama type thing, and there was like one of them. One of the thirteen characters, one of them I thought was kind of a little overblown. The poet. Really? The poet guy was like, really, he need to be in there. I don't even really remember. You don't remember? That. I've seen it. I've yeah. watched it a few times. But like the yeah, the first season. Take away my man card if you want. I love the original, the first thirteen seasons. Reasons why first season. It I like was that really song. good. And that song is yeah. I mean, you can't think that song and not picture the the dance. To me, the dance scene at the end of the, of the show. I like Lord Huron. Uh, they have a couple songs. Then they did. Have, if you watch it now, I don't know when you did, they actually because that was the other thing about that show was it was. Pretty, I don't, want, I don't want the word I'm like looking for. It was graphic, kind of. I think they ended up taking that scene they, out. They took a couple scenes out. They, the suicide. The main but, scene yeah. they did take out the suicide scene, yeah, which I had seen it. They did that after I watched it. I caught it like when it first came yeah, out. Yeah, I think we and, watched it pretty early. And I saw it, and I think I want to say, and it ends on kind of a cliffhanger to make you think a second season would be worth it, but, but man, you watch that second season, the first episode, I'm like, this is bad. Speaking of, <laughs> uh, via HollywoodReporter.com, top Ooh. 10 shows of 2023 so far. Here we go. Did we do this? No, we did Rolling Stone a couple weeks ago. Okay. Number 10, Taste the Nation with Padma Lakshmi, you know, the, the, the chef. Taste um, the Nation woman. sounds like something off of another website I'm on. She did. <laughs> she, uh, she's been a top chef for a long time. I've never watched any of the cooking shows. And I've never gotten into it, but I, I do know I'm aware of her presence. I've never watched a cooking show in my life. Number nine, Succession, HBO. Since shows just make every list the last couple of years. I like, think it's going to. Yeah. I mean, I guess I need to watch the damn thing. Somebody Somewhere, also on HBO. I don't know that one. <laughs> I don't know if you're naming the name of the show or just like trying to guess it. Uh, the other two on Max, not HBO Max. Just Max. 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 It just sounds so stupid. What a terrible brand. <laughs> but his kid's name is Max. Uh, the Last of Us on HBO. I've watched a couple episodes. Yeah. Still need to keep. Finish that one. That was on the other list, too, we've talked about. Number uh, five, I'm a Virgo on Amazon. I am a Virgo, but I've I, never heard of the show. I thought it trending, I think, earlier. For some reason, I wondered about that. Because at first, I thought, I thought, at a first glance, I thought I said, I'm a virgin. It features an endearingly innocent, innocent Jarrell Jerome as a 13-foot-tall black teen making his way through a world that isn't ready for any of his identities. The fun premise is held together by resourceful visual effects and Riley's simmering takes on race and ec- economic inequality. He's 13 feet tall? Yeah. That, that, that's kind of what I took away from that. <laughs> that's the only thing I heard. <laughs> Therefore, Happy Valley from BBC. Never Again, heard this sounds like a, something on another website. <laughs> Number three is Dave. Uh, from Dave. FX. Oh, I actually watched the first two episodes of Dave. Did uh, you? Over the weekend. Yeah. Uh, I started it late. It, it, I chuckled. I mean, it's only 20 minutes, so you can get count through them kind of quick. Yeah. But... Um, I, I didn't start binging it the next day, but I might go back and start watching again. Like I watched, you gotta get into, it. you gotta push through a little. Bit. Yeah, it did. It did have a feeling of like watching, like his him telling his own life story of 
coming out with the uh, ex-boyfriend video and yeah, it's, it's a, the first season especially. I think is a lot like, very loosely autobiographical. I mean, it can say, <laughs> and it's hatred for Macklemore for some reason. Macklemore shows up in one of the best he, scenes of that well, that's, season. That's the season, the second episode I saw when he's doing the. He's like, my first live performance is for a, like the a for funeral. The like I don't even know this. He's like, John's gone. <laughs> Maybe he's in me. I don't know. My, my favorite part of that, yeah, is he in me? I don't know. <laughs> my favorite part of that episode, and one of my favorite parts, is when the dad is he tells him about like going on, and he's like. He's like, yeah, yeah, I know what he said, but it's Macklemore. And like, gives this, like, you know, you have to understand, right? Like, look, I, I laughed so hard the first time I saw that. It's, it's Macklemore. It and did. then he walks in, are you mother bleepers ready to give it up for John? <laughs> yeah. The only thing that kind of struck me a little off was the very first one. He's like, you just sends 10 grand to somebody. It's like, you can't be that stupid, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember that part. That's the very first because he wants to get the guy to rap on his song with him. Oh yeah, We're and so his yeah. buddy's just like gives him a number to hook up, and he's like, just he's like, just bid him ten grand. And so he does. And he's like, well, who does that? <laughs> just, I don't know. I'm trying to get famous, I guess. I guess. Uh, number two, Beef on Netflix. Never heard of it. I have not heard of it. Number one, Barry on HBO. I, I we discussed I mean, it. Yeah. yeah. Bill Hader, we love him, but we have. I've not seen it. You didn't like it. I, yeah, it was one of those ones where I watched it. I think I, I started it in one night. I got to maybe two or three before I fell asleep. And if it's not one to make me wake up going, "Ooh, I want to keep watching," then that's a lot of times I don't go back to it, and I fell in that 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 crevice. You're done. You're done. Yeah, you're bouncing. You get that tag. It's it's not a good thing to happen. Why is Mrs. Maisel trending? With what? Uh huh. Mrs. Maisel. I don't know what's a Mrs. Maisel. Oh, the the woman Rachel Brosnahan from Mrs. Maisel is going to be. Lois Lane in the new Superman. It's another Superman coming out. Of course, there's always another Superman. There's always another out. something. Right? Spider Man will be out. I'm sure the next like, Spider Man into the web of verse Marvel world parallel. I mean, how many coming out in two they, years? They've rebooted Superman about a dozen times. I, I, I hope small. Is this ever going to end? They, I've never watched one of the, any of the Supermans or. I wa- I don't think I've ever seen any of the. Super- I've watched I watched the very first Spider Man. My roommate liked Smallville when I was at Western. I never watched that. He would watch, so I, I would. It would be like if I might be in like on my computer in the living room, and he'd be watching it. But that would be the, like the extent of it. I thought when they did like the the end game, I thought that was like it's all coming to an end. Like we're bringing all the, like half the characters died, didn't they? Like, I, I suppose. I, I don't thought know. that was going to happen. Like I thought that was a cool way, but like they just they keep coming, and, and I know there's a difference between Marvel and DC. I just don't know it all. It's it's a, not a world that I live in, and I just thought that this, I drastically underestimated the shelf life of all of these comic book movies. It just, I think I'm going to be 80 and this is still going to be happening. You know, what's kind of annoying is like, I, I know you, you're a little bit like me. I think maybe I'm a little, I like a few more than you do, but like, there's a couple of them, like side character, like the gardens of the galaxy. And I like that. I like the first Ant-Man and I like uh, um, the first one's good. The rest of them sucked. I like the first Iron Man. I didn't the see first that. Iron Man and stuff like that. And like, if you actually try to watch the sequel and I'll use Ant-Man as an example, because I tried to watch the second when I did watch Second Ant Man, I mean it just wasn't it wasn't as good to me. But it was confusing because throughout the entire movie, they're making references to Avenger stuff that happened in the Avenger movies, and I'm like, I, I don't know, like I don't know, anything, I don't follow, I don't watch every one of these movies to where they're doing like group things, and I just I worry about. I've I've had some people say like the new Guardians of the Galaxy has that kind of same effect. Like there's a, oh, really? there's a character in this movie that's not in this one because they didn't make it out of the Avenger movie, and I don't want to give any spoilers, but I mean because I know who I was told who it was, and I'm kind of mad about it because you know I am with spoilers, but that was just like that's that kind of annoys me because I'm not a fan of like the 
collection of stuff. I just want to watch the individual, and it, it, I don't know. It's maybe I maybe I'm just being oversensitive about it. Maybe probably. Uh, I just now see Will Graves, who's an AP writer from I know him from Louisville, who covers now Pittsburgh sports. He's tweeted out that Demar Hamlin is is watching Pirates batting practice, which leads me perfectly into what I want to talk about next, which is Scott Satterfield potentially cursing the Reds forever <laughs> and dooming what was the dream season. Because if you, I don't know if you knew this. He thought the dog dropping a deuce on the field was bad. <laughs> I don't know if you knew this. Scott Satterfield, when he got the Cincinnati job, the first time he attended a Cincinnati sporting event was the Bengals game where DeMar Hamlin damn near died on the field. Oh, was that the Monday Night Football game? Yes, he was there. Okay. Making his Bengals debut. And then he comes and he throws the first pitch at a Reds game for the first time at Great American Ballpark, officially being announced to the Reds crowd. They're introducing him to the Reds crowd. Snaps a... Almost century-long winning streak, record winning streak, of 12 games, going for 13. And now the Reds have promptly lost three straight. They've fallen out of first place for the first time since June 19th, as of last night. Uh, the, the, the Brewers won. The Reds lost. The Reds are now a half game back of Milwaukee in the central standings. And last night was just a, like, you and I both picked a, uh, them to win. On paper, it was a nice little matchup for them. Brandon Williamson going up against, I don't even do the head going with, like, a 7-7-1 seven, seven, ERA. But then Rain... Thwarts all the progress. Every break goes Baltimore's way. The breaks that Cincinnati was getting for the last two and a half weeks start going to the Orioles, and it gets out of hand, and, and they lose ten to three. That was a sad thought. I saw the final. I just didn't see how it played out. It, it was one of those like they. I mean, they should have scored more in the first. The Reds should have than they did. And then like rain starts. Like Williamson, it's a downpour. He can't throw a strike, so he walks the bases loaded. They get like a chip shot single to score a couple runs, and then uh, an error lets two more come. And then from that point on, like it was just the, the rain. What was annoying. Also, quick aside, stop playing Kevin Newman at first base. David <laughs> Bell, I know you love the show. I know you love Kevin Newman. Kevin Newman's a fine player. No, he's not. Hit a couple of nice balls last night. I don't know why we're taking a guy who's never played first base in his life and just being like, he can do it. Why well, didn't, didn't, didn't Steer play first base at some point? We got Steer in left field, who's also never played left field in his life. He's doing okay out there. I mean, but... I don't know why. Kevin Newman just missed the bag twice yesterday. You just cut Will Myers because you had too many outfielders, but you could have You tell me you couldn't boom, you couldn't put Myers out and left and put Steer at first. If only there was, I don't know, a guy hitting like 650 with a million home runs in AAA who plays first base as his natural position that we could call up to fill that role when we wanted to let Joey Votto DH. Oh, that'd be something I'd be interested in. Tell me more. Christian Ricasio Strand, get him up. Get him up on the ball yeah, club. It's time. It is time. You got him in a trade for a prospect, didn't you? Yes. And I don't know why. Like The Newman thing is being forced. I don't I, 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 I know that you like him. I know he's he can't play first base. Don't look at me. I don't like him. Killed us twice last night. Just dropped the ball that he should have had, and then just could not find the bag on a great play by India and let, let the guy be safe. He also is like the least clutch player of all time. Anytime he's fine. Anytime he comes up in a big situation, though, it's going to be a strikeout or a DP. He's not going to get the job done. Case in point, Sunday. Now, oh. is it his fault though, or is it Scott Satterfield fully cursing this franchise because none of this stuff was happening before Satterfield went out there and threw the first pitch? I always funny. I always find it funny when you, you have that, there's like that one rain, like random player on a, on somebody's favorite team that they just hate. Like they just don't want him on the team. I want to like him. I, he's, he's just well, not giving me a reason but why. You <laughs> I think like the Eagles had a couple of kickers in back in the night. Chris Bonio was another one. Like, I couldn't stand. I was like, why do we keep this guy on the team? Like, he go out there kick a field goal. I'm like, no, just go for it. But it's fourth and twelve. I don't care. <laughs> Uh, that would be Newman, I guess, is your uh, Brian Brown. Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, we must have traded for him. We gave up like our second best bullpen arm for him last year to the Pirates. I thought you signed him as a free agent. No, we traded for him. You traded for that dude? He had like one good year six years ago at Pittsburgh. Well, we we he's, been, do he's basically been a, he's basically been a fill in the plug scrub for last five years with the Pirates. Well, I, I would gladly trade him for an arm right now. Who'd you trade for him? I, I would trade him for any sort of starting no, I mean, pitcher. You know, I mean, who did you give up for him? The the bullpen guy. Oh, you don't remember either. I can't remember his name. Not Rysel, but somebody else who was good. It was somebody good. I remember that. I wish we had him now. But we need <laughs> now. We're in a position where I mean, do you deal India? I don't think you do. Do you deal Stevenson? I don't think you do. Do you do Sen- deal Senzel? Yes. But what can you get for him? He's not producing at all, and he's also just annoying me with his defense. Morietta was the guy you traded. Dor- Thank you, Dorian Morietta. Yeah. Um, they, they have to trade somebody because they need arms. And Brandon Williamson, did you see He's his... actually doing pretty decent in, in, with Pittsburgh this year. I, I'm telling you, he's good. Like, yeah, he's, yeah, we could really I mean, use... Three, the three point point eight two ERA, which is great, but still, I mean... Did you see the... So, Charlie Goldsmith, who covers the Reds for the Inquirer last night, was t- he tweeted out about... Yeah, Brandon Williamson said a few weeks ago that he needs to... I'm reading the tweet now. That he needs put-away pitches. The, the, that's the next step for him. Throwing his best pitch with two strikes out to finish in a bat. Today, two strike counts turned into walks, and the Orioles get a two-run single on the 61st pitch of the game from Williamson. And he responded, Williamson has since deleted this tweet, but he responded right after the game and said, uh, I don't know if you saw or not, but it was pissing rain. You would have misspelled six words in this tweet if you were on the bump in that, which is just a great response. Nice. <laughs> but he does need to work on his put-away pitch. But last night, you give him a pass. It was just dumping rain. And according to Danny in, in Baltimore right now, it's like monsooning there, so... Who knows what they'll get tonight's game in. But they need a win. And this is this is the night where I determine whether or not there's, there's a real Satterfield curse at play here. This is the night that this we is had. the night. <laughs> this is this is the night that we figure it out because Andrew Abbott has been our best pitcher since he came up. Roger Rabbit. He's fantastic. I mean, even he finally gave up a run last time, three solo home runs. He still struck out 14 dudes. Yeah, he's been good. He's been awesome. Way out of left field. No one saw that one coming. He's terrific. The bullpen, full go, go. All the big arms in the bullpen have been rested because we've lost a couple of games in a row. They're available tonight. That'd should be, be, I mean, Buck Farmer yeah, should be good to go. Diaz, no excuse tonight. He hasn't pitched in a few days. He should be good to go. Like, Lucas Sims should be fully ready to go. Like You've got no excuse tonight to not snap this losing streak. You had a couple of excuses the last couple of games. You lost to the Braves are really good. You lost a couple of one-run games I mean, last night. You're Baltimore's still, good, too, obviously. You're still limping into Baltimore. The, the the weather definitely had a, a little bit of a role on you specifically. Tonight, Votto back in the lineup. It, this is your A-team lineup. If they lose tonight, Satterfield curse is official. And I lose hope for them winning the Central because of Scott Satterfield. I think that's fair. I don't think four games is too small of a sample size, Trev. Well, you got a six-game series with Milwaukee coming up soon. I, yeah, they put back to back. Very, but yeah, I was, I was just looking at because I was seeing if you played Milwaukee anytime soon because that's a year in the We do. We play the Padres, who they're talented, but they're not good right yeah, now. Their pitching staff's kind of yeah. We get the Nationals, which we should, you'd yeah. hope, would take care of business again. Should at least beat three out, three out of four at least. But the July schedule is tough. Yeah. The July schedule is big. And I don't want this curse lingering over us as we go into these key series. We need to win tonight to break this curse. You don't want to get swept by Baltimore. I mean, you, you might even be able to lose a series, but you got to at least pull one out of it. If you go from 12 straight to 5 straight, 
then it becomes this, it was just a fluky deal, right? Like, that becomes the narrative. You miss the Braves with their best lineup. They had a couple of guys out. You, the Rockies suck. You know, you, you got some nice I mean, you had, the Houston, you had the Houston win, though. I mean, Houston had a couple of guys out, too, though. But the Royal, you're right. Royals suck. St. Louis is iffy. I mean, they turned last, yeah. They'll, they'll get hot because they always do. I'm still worried about the Cardinals. They'll, they'll have a run coming at some point, but right now they suck. But I'll tell you what, and, and you know, I've said this before, you can look at it that way, but remember, the first step into getting to the championship level is beating the teams you're supposed to. You're right. And that's at least, it's safe to say, I think you've maybe made that step. It's a step that the Blue Jays consistently haven't done over the last three years or so. I you need to take care of business against the Pods and the Nationals. And I think to do so, you can't be coming into those series on a five-game losing streak. They need to win tonight. Get even if they lose the the, the final game tomorrow, they need to have at least one win you, over a quality opponent before you, they go into the stretch against two teams that they should fare well against in, in seven straight games. And then, then they have the, the big series in Milwaukee before the All Star break. You just don't want to get swept. Yeah, right? exactly. You, you never want to lose a series completely. I mean, I mean, you don't even have to expect to win. I mean, I think it's you know if you win two, if you win if you win at least half your series, you're probably in a, play, a playoff run or at least a playoff attempt. We did. Uh, Bring back Alec Mills from from AAA, and we well, sent down Jake Wong, who Wong was just did not look great last night. So we're doing this thing now where it's like pitch one day, and then boom, you're back in Louisville. It's gonna happen. But Wong, where is Grandpa's automobile? You've got to do it. I mean, they <laughs> we have we have no we have we don't have a big league rotation right now. So we get the bullpen is getting a healthy workout almost every night. We'd lo- I'd love to get five six quality innings from Abbott tonight. Then give it over to the A team in the bullpen, win this game, and then see what happens tomorrow. But eventually, they're going to have to do something about the starters because they just don't have. There's not. They have one, maybe two, if Williamson has his good stuff. True big leaguers in their starting rotation. Well, you, does that count? You mean healthy currently, or including yes. on the injured list? Well, no, Lozolo and, and Hunter Green have both been good at times. Like, they're well, legit well, starters, yeah. but they're out. Well, Lolo hasn't even given a chance yet to show. Exactly. Ashcraft sucks. Weaver's terrible. Like, whoever that we throw in as the fifth guy has been awful. It's just, it's not a... They're, they're third from last in the MLB in starters ERA, which is not great. The other two teams behind them, I think, are, are, are teams that aren't trying. So, that's got to get figured <laughs> out. That, that's got to get figured out. But no, what wasn't one of them in like not Baltimore, but I think there was another one. You mentioned yesterday one of them was a decent team. I thought it had a, bad, a big ERA. No, I think it's the Cubs and no, who, the not. Cubs are only like three games back now too. But they they haven't been trying. It's the Cubs and somebody awful, and maybe the Rockies. I can see that. Um, Let me ask you this. Oh, it's Oakland, Oakland and Colorado. Oakland makes sense. This this might be a stupid question. Okay. Because <laughs> I was I was thinking about that. I don't know why when I was playing like the I was playing MLB the show last night. And I started thinking about, like, when I made the reference to you about, like, a hitter's park. Like, is it just the wall is shorter than the other? And you're like, yeah. I, I always. It's the biggest thing. Like, I always just assumed, like, when you said it was a hitter's park or pitch park, there was, like, there was more to it than just we made the outfield shorter. Why is it at some point, and I, I mean, you're not going to do it now, and, I may, and maybe it's because of their stadiums, but why at any point, like, back in, like, the, the day, MLB didn't like make a rule that outfields have to be this far from the plate. I mean, it's the same thing as like the soccer pitch, like they're all, all being different sizes, which I didn't know until I watched Ted Lasso. I did not, I, nor did I. But I mean, I guess because 
but 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 in in the goal always the goal the the the, the goal itself the same even though the pitch is different. The goal is the same, but the, the actual okay. field is different. Okay, so but so that that would be more so for it's, the outfield. It, it's sort of the same thing as like the you know the distance from home plate to the pitcher's mound and and from home to first is, and base is always going to be the same. Yes, but the outfield is going to be different configuration. And it all depends. My only guess could, is that you know, dating. I mean, this is a game that dates back to the the, the you know, late nineteenth century. Yeah. It used to be impossible to – you had different fields in different spaces. Like the, the actual size of the land that they were able to turn into a baseball field was different everywhere, so you couldn't have one uniform regulation size. That's the only thing that I can I guess. mean, I'm surprised at least they didn't like, – there wasn't like a minimum. Like you can't go any like less than like 350 or 325. Because I mean, then because I mean, you have like you know, the Yankee, there is. I mean, imagine trying like, to. Well, Yankee Stadium builds, you know, they, tiny. They call yeah, the, the, right. the, the, the yeah, exactly for Babe Ruth. They there was when they didn't say it was built for Babe Ruth because he brought fans. It's because it was built for his lefty hitting home runs and still is. Yeah, and I just yeah, that's. I mean, you don't see in the NBA where you go to Golden State go, well, it's going to be a lot of shooting here. The three point line is only eighteen feet. All right, I just looked this up. So the rule book states that uh, parks constructed by. So I guess this was a thing. After the initial, like the, the early days of Major League Baseball, so this rule was made in uh, June 1st, 1958. Okay. There must be a minimum distance of 325 feet between home plate and the nearest fence. Okay. So there, there is a minimum. All right. There is a minimum. Um, I guess grandfathered stadiums like Yankee Stadium and... And there must be a uh, 400 feet between home plate and the nearest fence stand-in obstruction, blah, 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 blah. So yeah, there are rules about this. Okay, so you are. can't just make like a park and you're like, no, it's you going to be two sixty five <laughs> down left. Well, that's what you have in some ways. I mean, some yeah. of the older parks too. I guess I mean, I, yeah, if a park wants to go three eighty five instead of the the minimum three twenty or whatever, then that's their prerogative. But I don't know. I was just I was thinking about that last night, just like when I was playing the game. I was like, why is why is that not? I mean. I know you can't get, make every every stadium have the same outfield distance because that takes away it's a fair question. the whole you know ambiance of having different stadiums and the atmospheres and, and yada yada. It's almost 5 o'clock, so there's your first drink. Some clubs, to, to clarify the rules, some clubs have been permitted to construct parks after that date with dimensions shorter than those specified. So I, I guess the Yankees had to get permission because I, I think it's 310 to right yeah. to the new Yankee Stadium. So you had to get permission to, to make that happen. Something tells me when they redid Fenway, it's probably under the same guidelines, too. Yeah, just because... Yeah. But nobody else. I mean, everybody else's new stadiums. They probably have to... So there's... Okay, that, that makes me a little happier. It would be hilarious if we had a, like, a Louisville team, and it's like, it's 250 down left. We just want to be the part that everyone hits 17 home runs every game. Because, I mean, college doesn't have that rule, does it? I don't to know. Where, I mean, I you have know. to... Yeah. I don't know. It seems like a rule that should be in place. I mean, that's... That's a that's a big deal. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the, spe- the specification is not strictly enforced, however, so long as teams do not build parks that egregiously violate the rule. For example, Petco Park opened in 2004 and is officially 396 feet in center field instead of 400. Yeah, 400. Is the Oriole number. Park at Camden Yards in 1992 is 318 feet down the right field line. So to, if it's close enough. They give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, but that's still. But it's supposed to be three twenty-five to the, the nearest fence, and then at least four hundred to straight center. Um, guess what? Those few feet, Tony Tarasco will tell you, can make a big difference. You're not wrong. All right, let's I take guess. a break. <laughs> five o'clock hour is up next. We'll get back into the hoops discussion. We'll take some texts from you guys at five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Scott Satterfield, curse, yay or nay? Let us know. It's Mike Weatherford show here on fourteen fifty and ninety six one. It's the Big X. Take me back to the night. 
Satterfield lyrics are not hitting because you're going to hear you over the radio. I'm singing only to you. I liked it. <laughs> it would have been good. That would have been great fodder for the show. Well, it's been 5 o'clock hour here at the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1, the Big X, Tuesday edition. All improvised, by the way. I just I appreciate that. <laughs> I just saw, sorry, I was, during the break, I, I just pulled up the phone, and there's a video on the, the, the For You section, which it's never tweets that are actually for me. It just tweets that... Half of them, I'm like, oh, I missed this. And then half of them, it's like, here's this weird account that I don't follow sending me something. But this one is I always keep it on the for you. Oh, no, the five, no, you're talking about the other, never mind. Yeah, the, the one that's. The, I'm thinking the trending thing. So I'm yeah, I, I just follow the following topics, I'm which is just a, your, people that you follow in yeah. order. Same here. But so there's this, I, I guess it's supposed to be a feel-good video. This guy had, it's a proposal on an airplane. So this guy got the entire plane together. His woman. <laughs> Went to the bathroom. She comes out. He's down on one knee. These people are holding up signs behind. It says, will you marry me? Everybody's cheering, all this stuff. And I guess it's supposed to be sweet. If if anybody that I have ever dated or had feelings for, I think if any one of them were like taking a dump or peeing in an airplane and came out and I proposed, I think they all would have said no. I, 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 I would well, not have blamed them. I mean, it's a t- imagine that you're just taking a nice little relaxing dump on an airplane, and you come out, and everybody is looking at you and filming you. That's my biggest nightmare. I mean, especially if it smells. I'd wait for the plane to crash at that point. I'd be like, no. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you, you, you drop a great dude. You get that good feeling. I mean, I can see the the, uh, the excitement of being proposed to. I mean, I don't know. I First of all, as a woman, they don't do that. <laughs> True. <laughs> it's all flowers and cotton candy. Uh, I mean, but, yeah, I guess well, there's no other way, but hey, how else can you surprise her on a plane other than, like, telling her, telling the captain it's her birthday? How about you don't so do she it? Go how about you just wait till you land? Nobody wants to get – everyone just wants to get off a plane. I think I've told you this before. Uh, one of my favorite – one of my favorite listeners, don't take that the wrong way, everybody, for KRC was uh, our man Keith. And uh, he sent us. He's, he sent us a soccer ball over here. Okay. Uh, and he's a great listener, fun guy. He's been some golf scrambles, but he got ma- him and his wife were married on a plane. Like their wedding was on like a Southwest airline, and like all the passengers were their guests, and uh, it was actually I think CNN did like a little like blurb special on it. Interesting. It was because uh, when he sent it in, and said that we were like okay, and he sent the link to the like the. The video and the the news news station did a, the special on it and you know showing him and his wife getting married on the plane it was it and they did that because he I think he wherever he works where he travels a lot and so does she so they most of their time is spent almost on the road and I guess they thought it would be a fun idea to get married in the, on the plane I, I thought it was a cute idea okay the yeah video is fun if it's unique to you yeah I'm fine. now the proposal thing I mean that's that's different than proposal. <coughs> I've obviously your proposal wasn't anything like outlandish, right? Didn't no. Weren't you just like you wanna? 
No, no it, wasn't, it wasn't like that. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. It was a little bit more than that, <laughs> but it wasn't anything too outrageous. It wasn't like, no. I, 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 TJ did his in Vegas, like, at, uh, during the UK, when UK was playing North Carolina there a few years back, I think he did it. Had the setup where all the family was there, and they were like looking in the other room. And well, his wife, I mean, Hannah's a U of L fan. It seems, I know. seems a little mean. Well, it was a Vegas trip. She, oh. she just saw us going to Vegas, probably. I thought you meant it was like they were there for a UK thing, and she. I don't know if I would like. I probably wouldn't be if I ever did. How would you propose? Mine would probably be kind of like, "Do you wanna? Like, you're bored. Got anything else going on? No, no, me. It'd be like." Well, you are two months pregnant, honey. <laughs> I mean, it's, that's probably how mine would end up, of why it ends up being. Should we get this over with before you can't wear white? I mean, that's kind of funny. amazing you're still single. <laughs> I'm thinking about her. Uh, I mean, that's, that's probably what mine would end up being. If, if, I, if you were going to do, like, an extravagant one, though, what would you do? Like, money's no cost. Hmm. Would you do something that's cliche? I, mean, I, I went through, like, the ideas when... Like I, I knew we were going to get. Did you do a family around, by the way? No, you did. Okay, I did it. I wouldn't have done the family. It's like around. I went to. I think I've, I don't know if we've talked about this before. Oh, I, I think I know we've talked about when we've discussed. Like, I went to the seal dock. I made like dinner reservations. Yeah, okay, I do remember. I that. Got a room. Yeah. I did like the rose petal thing. Like, got champagne. That's, like, that's set it all yeah. up. And then I wanted to do it at her house because I like just the house was special to us and like all this stuff. And like I had a plan, but like I I, I knew that. I, it was one of those deals where I wanted her, she always wanted to be surprised. And I think we were around the time, like, we both kind of knew it was coming. I, I was very – I had the conversation with her dad, and it was not sly at all. Like, she knew. She's like, why were you and my dad outside talking I mean, for, like, 45 if minutes? If you're going to ask someone to marry you, I would hope to think that it shouldn't be too much of a shock because – I could tell. I mean, she was – I feel like she was getting her nails done every, like, two weeks or so just to, <laughs> to make sure, like, for pictures it was going to look okay. I'm like, she knows. But I definitely did surprise her. I had this thing. Did you tease, like, I thought you were going to pick something up? And like, she's like, here it comes. And you're like, oh, here's the fork I dropped. No. <laughs> okay. no I, I, I thought about it. She would have killed me. <laughs> yeah, probably. But I, I had this – I think I, I knew that she was thinking I was going to do something on, like, New Year's Eve around that time. So I was like, I'll surprise her and do it a few weeks before that. That's nice. And it was this deal where, like, I knew there was, like, a small window where I knew she didn't have something going on. But I knew she'd been really busy with work and some other stuff that she had. And so I was like, she's probably going to be taking a nap. And sure enough, I'm like, hey, I've got – I need some help real quick, blah, 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 with something. Can I come over? And she's like, oh, she's about to take a nap. And I walk in. The first thing she says when I go into her room is, I'm in the worst mood ever. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And thank God. Like, was I'm, there no abort at that point? No. Like, I, Well, it was, it was like, I'm going to slow this plan down a little bit. Thankfully, saving the day was um, she's living with her sister, Laura, at the time, who has a dog, still does, Milton, this little dog. And he, like, ran in the room, like, jumped on the bed. And she was like, oh, Milton, like, kind of put her in a better mood. And then my whole thing was, like I'd written something for work, and I needed it to be proofread because it was a big deal. And I actually, I'd written this like heartfelt, like you know, blah blah, blah that ended with. And I, I, I knew that she was going to read it and figure it out and start crying. And I, so I was like, I don't even know why I'm putting all this time into this. She's not going to read past the first like three sentences before she figures out what's going on. <laughs> and sure enough, like I, she's like, I don't remember what it said. Well, that was pretty romantic. You held back. You were like, yeah, I was. You like, made it sound like you all were sitting there and going. You gave me the remote. No. By the way, you want to get married? I get, you made so I was, like, like, I was, was like, could you just proofread this for me before I send it in? I want to make sure that there's nothing really wrong. And she started reading it. She started crying. I walked around. Did, and then, like, afterwards, it's all such a, a blur. I mean, she's like, she's like, I don't remember. She's like, did you get on one knee? I was like, did you? Yeah, I did. Okay. And then, like, I was like, I was like we have reservations, all this stuff. We had, of course, we had to push reservations back because she was calling everybody. And her roommates, like, she was living with two of her sisters and another girl. And, like, they knew was going to happen i kind of let them know ahead of time so, so you didn't live together before you got married oh, we did just not at this time 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. I remember. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. As I was say, I, I mean, so I mean, I was gonna. Say, I mean, that's pretty. I mean, that's not like no, no, no money, no object. Right. You know. So very much. But that's still pretty good. Yeah. It worked out. It was. It was. It ended up being a really good night. She was happy, which is all. If you had a no budget, I don't know. I mean, she's like you're doing Jurassic Park. No, we spare no expense type thing. The only thing that she ever said was she didn't want like a sports game proposal. She it's didn't. She didn't want cliche. that. Which yeah, I the, the, yeah. yeah would not, never have done anyway. That's just. I think those were means to put somebody on the spot in general at that yeah. situation. I mean, I don't know. I, it, it was just like I was trying. To, I would want it to be something that was unique to us, but like you know, I, I mean, can't, I, I can't I, think of one. I guess. I mean, I, I, I can't. I don't think I can think think of one that wouldn't like be described as a as a as a trope or a cliche. Because I mean, I could say maybe doing one on like a trip. Like, like I said, TJ was in Vegas. I remember like maybe you're on like you know a summer trip to the beach or Hawaii or something. You yeah. do it there. Um, I can't think of. Yeah, I mean. What I mean, what has been done? That, what hasn't been done already? No, I mean at this. Point. I mean, yeah. I mean, what what could you do short of like, like having a unicorn, like breeding unicorns and having them come and like spell out, "Will you marry me?" and like in 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 a gymnastics fashion. The only thing that I thought about was because you know we were both big U of L fans. Was so like, give the airplane guy at least credit. I mean, that's that's yeah, unique, right? Unique. I mean, I mean, I was thinking like you know I could get like Kenny Klein to hook us up with. Letting us into the Yum Center and do something and like that'd be cool. I, I, that was the only thing that I was like, yeah, eh, it's a little. And then you, and that would happen before Trainwreck did it. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think one of her cousins had gotten married at the, the their big Ohio State fans at the Ohio State football stadium. They'd, he'd arranged like a tour and they he did it at midfield and all this stuff. What, what, if, what if you took it to Churchill Downs and you arranged the horse to win the to the win to be announced as "Will you marry me, Mary?" It'd be a lot of work. That'd be and I would not trust the jockey in that again, situation. He'd again. probably die. Again. It'd break down. It'd be another Churchill disaster. Yeah. Money is no expense, so you're paying all the other horses to take a dive. So you know the horse. Something would still go wrong. So you know the horses. That would, that would be your luck. Like right before the finish line, just snaps its leg. So nobody wins. Like why are the other horses run? The only horse that's running is dead. Now this can't be a good omen for the wedding. No, it'd be. That would be bad. Anyway, <laughs> real quickly, we, we'll take some text this hour. Cause I definitely want Sean Moth involved in mine, though. Sean, Sean will do it. I, I need to do. I need him to do the voice for it. You guys have uh, filled up the text line, so we'll take some text in a second. But I did want to say, somebody had mentioned on the text line yesterday, Chip Patterson of CBS coming out with his official. He did his official predictions for the entire ACC, every team in the ACC. He's doing how many games they're going to win, how many games they're going to lose, and he's actually identifying the games they're going to win and lose. So Louisville... CBS has the over/under set at eight wins. He's taken the over. He's taken Louisville to go nine and three. Nice. He has them losing the only games that he has them losing at NC State, at Pitt, and then at home against Notre Dame. He has Louisville beating Kentucky. He has them winning at Miami. Has them beating Virginia Tech, beating Duke, and everybody else. Is it worry that the national people are starting to like be more on his side in this yes, way? It is. I don't okay, good. I thought I was the only one being that way. All right. Here's what uh, Chip has to say as far in his little blurb. He says a homecoming hire, a massive transfer portal class, and a favorable schedule have Jeff Brom set up for a memorable year one. Early games against Murray State and Indiana should allow the offense to find its rhythm, and the Cardinals should be favored against their first two conference foes, Georgia Tech and Boston College. The midseason stretch will be difficult, and I'm projecting that Louisville will lose three tough games in a row before hitting its bye and returning with a manageable home stretch. With no Clemson, no Florida State, and no North Carolina on the schedule, it's easy to see how Jeff Brom will be able to stack up ACC wins in his first year in the conference. I mean, his, his explanation is reasonable. I mean, he is, although he's, he's just calling UK manageable. Mm. Uh, We're not going to like that in Lexington. I mean, sometimes reality sucks. 
Trust me, I've had to accept reality of our football program the last few years. <laughs> it's not a pretty sight, I understand. But sometimes you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> uh, the other thing that I wanted to get to, Brandon Marcello of 24-7 Sports today has a story on rating the the best coaches in college football. He has his own rating system. He's come up with this formula that has identified the top ten coaches in the sport. In college football. In college football. Okay. Who do you guess number one is? Saban. Nick Saban is correct. I mean, is that really? I mean, yeah, yeah you'd you'd expect one. I'd say one of two guys you would expect to be at one right now. No, nah, unless he wanted to be like or Kirby Smart. Exactly. Yeah, who just won the back-to-back championships. Yeah. Um, Three is where it gets a little bit interesting. I'm going to just say this because I'm going off kind of the way I feel like Ryan Day. No, he's got Ryan Day at four. So very okay, close. So I was gonna, Three kind of surprised. Three is where, it, to me, I'm like, eh, really? Is it somebody outside the box? Not really. I mean, it was a name that you would expect to be on the list, but maybe just not this high. I mean, I'll just say it. Lincoln Riley. Uh, okay. Well, no, that's that. I, I probably I was going to say Josh Heupel first, just like, off the hotness. But yeah. very good, but still never won a college football playoff game. Going to USC. Well, he's the guy that loses one game every year. I mean, he kind of feels that way. Yeah, he does. He's, then number five, Dabo. Number six, Jim Harbaugh. Oh, pretty much one season, kind of too. I mean, yeah, but they're, they're always good. I, I know, but I, I could probably. I would love to. I mean. Dare to find me a writer that had Harbaugh in their top ten before last year, before last. I think he was still in some top ten. Like he was on hot seats, not hot lists. Well, he's on hot seat because he couldn't beat his rival. Well, yeah. And now they're finally doing it. I mean, he's them. he's had five ten win seasons in eight seasons in eight years. Ten, sometimes we're just winning ten games in Michigan isn't exactly the. It's not, but again, you if you're comparing him to the rest of the country, I think he's. Yeah. You can make a case for him to be top ten for sure. That's what I'm saying. If you, I could. Would it would it be clickbait to not put like Saban number one? Because I mean, it's just easy. I mean. I, I, if you put anybody besides him or Smart, I think it's clickbait. See, I mean, because you could say, but you can always use the, I think the guy who gets the most out of the less talent, Saban has all the talent, so he's going to win, excuse type yeah. thing. Anyways, yeah. Chris Kleiman from Kansas State is seven. I love Chris Kleiman from Kansas You're a big State, fan. by the way. Yeah. You know, he's, the only person I love as much as him is, uh, is DeBoer in, in Washington. Hugh Freeze at Auburn is number eight. I hate Hugh Freeze. Josh Heupel at Tennessee is number nine. Uh, overrated. You'll find that soon. They're going to find that out soon. Jeff Brom at Louisville is number 10. Ooh. That's – I don't even know if I could do that. It's it, it's very high. I mean, that's – the names – I think there's it, something that's high there, all right. This isn't a list that's like, you know, there's a couple of wild cards thrown in there, and, you know, he's got the, you know, the, the new Boise State guy up there at seven. Like, these are the names in the sport. These are the names that you'd expect to see on this list, and there's Jeff Brom at number 10. He says, Jeff Brom lifted Purdue off the mat – Leading the Boilermakers to the 2022 Big Ten Championship game and winning a combined mm-hmm. 17 games in his last two seasons at the helm. After six seasons that included 36 wins, he was approached by his alma mater for a second time and found it difficult to turn down Louisville. The former quarterback has long been one of the brightest offensive minds in the sport, dating back to his days as a coordinator at UofL and his three years as head coach at Western Kentucky, where he won two conference titles. Brahms' passing offense is ranked in the top 20 in eight of nine seasons as a head coach. Two receivers were selected in the first three rounds of the NFL draft the last two years. He is 66-44 and 44 in nine seasons as a head coach. His record is not elite, but it is considering the context of the competition and the talent at those schools. Remember, the CRI, which is the system that this guy uses, grades coaches on their win-loss record, but also weighs the difficulty and importance of those games in nine distinct categories, ranging from expected close margin games to how they perform in games with equivalent talent profiles. So that's his justification 
for having Brom at 10. I think he's done, less, the, done more with less. I could be wrong, but almost everybody on his top 10 list, like, majority of them all played in their conference, but took their team to conference championships last year, or conference championship games last year, did they not? Well, Heupel didn't. Yeah, he didn't. Okay, Heupel didn't. He's one of the, I mean, not all of them could have got 10 yeah, guys. Yeah, Freeze didn't. Yeah, yeah but I think mean, almost all, anybody on the list, all the, the representatives did, except for maybe Pac-12, I guess. Yeah, because Kansas State won the Big 12. Kansas State, yeah. Michigan. I do like climbing. Climbing's in four years has won eight, eight, and ten. And, I mean, I think he's a Well, I guess yeah. Ryan Day didn't technically either. I mean, Ryan, yeah, but. I mean, but he always does before. I mean, he gets to go even when they don't deserve it, like, you know, 2020. That's true. This is true. The only name I throw on there is, like, because you know, maybe I have a, and he's a former offensive coordinator for IU, and that's Washington's coach, Kalen DeBoer. I think you're, he's going to be, somebody's going to be on the headlines very soon. You're a big fan. You like I him. am. I, I mean, look what he's done. He went to Fresno in two years and won and won there right away. He's been everyone, and he, now he's. It took him one year. Now getting Michael Penix helped because he, he was Penix's. Uh, he was the offensive coordinator in 2020 with that IU team. Yep. So I mean that that helped, and he has Penix back next year. So, and the Pac-12 is not exactly. I mean. All right. Uh, text line is is five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. We'll take some text here. You guys have filled it up, so we'll we can glide home on this. If you want to hear. The basketball inside scoop is about thirty minutes in. You can find that on the podcast. We might oh, it's a scoopy. We might do a quick uh, two minute recap uh, before we end today, but real quickly, we'll get to the text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Texture says, "I believe what I read said that the Jello shots uh, in Omaha give two dollars of each shot to an Omaha food bank and two additional dollars to the food banks of each team playing in Omaha, while the bar gets one dollar per shot." That makes sense because I feel like. I'd feel I, I'd, that's probably about what a jello shot costs. Yeah, I, I, I still think the bar probably keeps a little more than a dollar, but I, I can see that. Texture says I wouldn't normally say that is, but I think Satterfield would beat 2006 Cragthorpe's team. I just don't know if he could. I'm going 06 Cragthorpe team. I'm, I'm yeah, I, I'm leaning that way as well, just because it's just the the talent level is just way too much. Texas, I agree with Trevor on Barry. I just didn't buy Bill Hader as a hitman or the guy who played his boss. If you can't buy the premise, it's hard to get into the show. They can be. Who is his boss? I don't remember. I haven't seen it. I don't know. I forget. I like Bill Hader, though. I do. I'm most, I mean, majority of the stuff he's in, I enjoy. But yeah. Texas says, Trevor, are you allowed to complain about not understanding the Marvel movies if you refuse to watch the other Marvel movies? We all know the deal with them. It's a universe with interconnected plots. It's, it's just not, too much. It's, it's too not, much for it, me. That's, yeah, it's not that I don't refuse. I've tried to... There was like the Captain America one. I did try to watch. I know that's not Marvel, but or Avenger. But I did try to watch it, and I just couldn't get into it. And there was one of the Avengers. I did start it, and I mean, I got like thirty minutes into it, and it just I didn't turn it off because I was like I didn't like it. It just I was more interested in what I was looking at my phone. I just it didn't it just didn't it didn't do it for me. I don't think it's bad. I think I'm not mocking people who like it. I just it's just not my cup of tea. Texas that the Reds pitcher who got traded for Kevin Newman was Dory Moretta, not Dorian Morietta. <laughs> Whatever. It's close enough, right? Close. I mean, come on. Texas says, I'm Welcome s- to the show for the first time ever, Texter. <laughs> <laughs> if you know what he's saying, you just move on. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you finally found us on your dial today for the first time ever. <laughs> I've gotten to the point where, like, it's, you know, there's those, those uh, every now and then you'll see one of those weird things where it's like, your brain can actually read these words. If it, you just include the vowels, if you read the word and it's close enough, your brain sees it the same way. That's how I am listening to you. Like when you're close enough, I don't even compute it as he missed. He messed up the name. You know, you've stopped correcting me like a year ago. I'm like, yeah, I know what he's saying, so I just move on. I'm like, yeah, he's, that was that's right. He's good. He's good. 
Dorian Morietta. And then the text will start blowing up. Be like, did he just say this instead of that? Did he just call him Alex instead of Alec? There have been more times <laughs> in the last few months where somebody's like, did Trevor say this? And I I have not picked up on it. I think it's. I think my brain has rewired itself to just accept, or I'm just my brain is just is just growing dumb too. I don't I have no idea. Uh, Texas, I'm so glad that this show is turning into a red show. Well, get used to it. We've got we got we've got a few more weeks of this for sure. Texas says, Mike, I've got a good feeling about the Reds game tonight. I think we sweep the Orioles from here on out. Who's pitching tonight uh, for the Orioles? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Then again, I don't know their whole staff anyway. Who is? I probably should have uh, thought of that before I even asked who's pitching for them. I, know. I do have my buddy of mine who listens to the show. He's a big Orioles fan. All I know is Bobby Regan, who came on the show last week, is a big Orioles fan. I know that. Is he? I know. Uh, yeah, I don't know why. Uh, Tyler Wells is pitching for the the Orioles. Another guy with a higher rate. should be another... Um, I would take the over if you're betting the over/under tonight. Don't even know what it is. I would take the over. Abbott's going to pitch well, but he'll give up a few. Texture says I'm too high to type. <laughs> I don't even. I'm going back. I'm too high to type and listen. I apologize, fellas. He said Trev and the Baltimore Orioles and I all have one thing in common: WKU. Matt Borgen Schulte is a WKU grad and married to a BG native who I went to high school with. Fun facts, and he's their hitting coach. How many, how many hitting coaches in, are in, in Major League Baseball come from this state? We got a lot of ties to the hitting coaches. I mean, apparently. seriously, we like the, 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 the hitting coach you over here. I'm worried about my my buddy Dylan. He's I mean, every time I Twitter search his name now, Yankees fans are out for blood. He needs to pick it up. Why is he the only? Like, why does he get the like the the brunt of it? Where, where's the? Because you need a sacrificial lamb. Who is is, he, Boone, oh, is Boone still to, the manager? He's still the manager. Okay, you need somebody to blame. Well, why not Boone is my point. Because it's easier to, you know, because Boone's won, I guess, before Dylan's gotten there. The crazy thing, and I guess this is it's not unique to Yankees fans, but if you type Dylan's name into Twitter, when the Yankees are on like a five-game winning streak and they've scored a ton of runs, you won't see his name mentioned once for five days. <laughs> the second that they, like, they have four hits in one run against somebody, you type his name into Twitter. It's 125 results that day. It, it, it's it's nuts, but yeah, they are the fan bases. I still love it when upset. I looked it up. The guy replaced was from Louisville, Mississippi. Pretty wild. They they, they replaced one Louisville with another Louisville. Texas Mike, what's your favorite local sports radio show besides yours? Now you're trying to get me in trouble. Um, you don't listen to a lot of sports radio outside of. The- I have mentioned this before. I've never really listened to a ton of. Like, I grew up not listening to any local sports radio. Yeah, I'm when, kind of the same way. Like when I started doing the blog, I never listened to. to I had no idea who was on. Well, and I started people. People started asking me to do shows. I, I remember the first person to reach out. I, so I did sports radio with Matt Jones when I was in college. That was early local radio. We didn't because we didn't really get local sports radio here until like mid 2000s. Which I didn't and maybe yeah. that's why I had no idea what yeah, was you going had on. National, yeah. So I you know I, I knew that I was aware that that Matt was doing a show here on on it was like it's 1570 at the time. It was the Sports Buzz. Yeah, you had the underdogs and you had Joe B and that's kind of about it, yeah. And then I remember when Drew Diener asked me to start coming on his show in like I don't know, 2010, 2011, like I had no idea what channel he was on or or, or what was going on there. I just I just didn't know. The only, I'll admit this now, I've got no problem admitting, the only sports show that I, I've listened to locally with any degree of like regularity is back when, I guess it's when I was on 790 or 93.9. I, I had this routine for a while where I would walk the dog at around 1 o'clock in the afternoon 
and just try to make sure that I was keeping up with the big local sport, make sure I hadn't missed anything before I got ready to go in to do the show at three. And I would listen to the show that Lachlan and, and Andy Sweeney did together. And I really liked it. I thought, I thought you know, they, they yeah, took shots they at everybody. I thought they had good chemistry. I thought it was fun. Um, I and, agree. And I missed it when it went away. I, I like Locke a lot. But I always I listened to that. I would pull up the podcast and listen to at least the first hour most days. So I like that. But, I mean, I, I, I try to catch, if I'm in the car, like, I've listened to Nick before. I think Nick does a great job. Mark, I, obviously, I did radio with Mark for a long time. I think he does a great job. Um, they're on the same time as we are. You don't get to hear them. Both yeah, but I mean, I've heard them before. I mean, Nick, well, yeah, yeah, Nick I mean, used to be on my station at a different time. I, I would listen to him do radio before. When I would do KRC, I, I would get, I would go out. So we get done, I'd go out to my car and like do all my loading and stuff. And I'd always put Nick's last hour on. Yeah, because uh, I mean, I just yeah, I mean, I'd start of course, with, I love our KRC guys. Yeah. I, I, I listen to them when I'm not as much anymore. But whenever I would take Virginia to school and drop her off, I would come back and I always listen to them in the car. I mean, I mean, I listened to Renshaw when he was local here, but then again, I also listened to Renshaw when he was national. Like that was like one of my first like introductions into sports radio, that and like listening to Tony Bruno out of Philadelphia. Like, because I mean, you, late in the nineties, you didn't have I me. Mean, you had like one one sports channel. Yeah, I mean, you had you had you had localized sports radio in like big cities like Philadelphia, New York, Chicago, L.A. But you didn't have it here. You got just like the one. Yeah, you got Arnie yeah. Spanier, you got Renshaw out of Chicago, out of Chicago, and and guys like that, and then. I guess it wasn't. I mean, like I said, you had you know the underdogs and and and, and Lachlan who came on you know WHS right. at night. But I'll listen to Marcus and Steve. Uh, I, I, I'm not trying to just dodge the question by naming everybody. I just I, I really and truly don't listen to anybody with enough regularity to answer the question seriously. It's amazing how saturated local sports radio is now. A lot of people doing it. It hey, was 20 years ago, especially at our time slot. There's like 17 shows from three to six now. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I, I'm really and truly, I'm not trying to just be about whatever. I just, I don't listen to anybody. I feel like there's not one show that I listen to every single day where I feel like I could say like, I like this or I don't like this. And I, I genuinely like all the people that I'm talking about here that, that do shows. I think they're all, they're good people. I like them. I didn't hear me and, about me and when me and me and Perrin did a show. I didn't hear that on the list. I, do, I did not know that you and Perrin did a show together. I'm sorry. <laughs> My apologies. So hurt. That I mean, back then, like I wasn't listening to anything. I swear like, the, the first cut is the deepest. You were, you aren't lying, Cat Stevens. <laughs> before I started doing, like I started listening to at least a little bit when I started doing daily radio. Like I never, I I didn't know anybody that was on. Do you listen to? You still do you listen to any national anymore? I've never listened to anything national. I listen to XM radio sometimes. Some of the NFL national stuff, but that's about it. Like, I mean, I, I listen to podcasts. I listen to all the, the a bunch of college I mean, basketball that's podcasts. Pretty much a radio show anyway. Yeah, I mean. like that's like as far as. Traditional sports radio nationally, I've never, I've never listened to it. Um, I just, I just, I didn't grow up listening to it, so I never really got it. Texas warmer and more humid weather tends to help home runs. Yeah, I mean, so is the the thin air in Colorado, right? It does. I never got it, but okay. Texas isn't the different size of out, isn't the different size outfield in baseball the reason why it was so hard to hit a home run at the University of Arizona? Yeah, that's that's, that's what we're getting at. I believe that. Yeah. I mean, it's why when they made the move to from parks in Omaha, why home runs went down so dramatically. The new park was just so much bigger than the, the old park. Well, didn't they also, didn't the home run, the when they transitioned from, like, metal bats to, because uh, you just you get more power off the metal, right, don't you? Well, they've always used metal in college. But they, they changed the balls in, like, 2008. I they made, didn't, they, didn't they get rid of metal bats at one point for a and made them switch to wood only? No. There used to be a big thing back in the day where some college players would use wood because they wanted to get themselves ready for the yeah. pros. I mean, there was a big story 
Um, is it true that doesn't the ball come off the metal bat? You, you can hit more power with a metal bat. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's why they don't use them in the majors. Yeah, exactly. Somebody would get killed. Yeah. Uh, but there was a big story my dad would always talk about. I think it was Will Clark and, like, I don't know, maybe Julio Franco or somebody. And Will Clark used a wood bat in college to get ready for the pros. And Julio Franco used a metal. That's why Will Clark was so much better and so much more ready to be in the pros. There was some story like that. But now, I mean, there's nobody who doesn't use a metal bat in college. I thought they, I thought they got rid of them for a short time. I could, maybe I'm just dreaming of something. If it was, it was a long time. Ago. Yeah, it was just it was like kind of like when the NBA moved the three point line up for like five years and they moved it back. Texas says, "Can we all go and buy Scott Satterfield a suite in Rupp Arena? Just because he's a curse doesn't mean that he can't be useful." <laughs> if the Reds lose like seven in a row, we need to, we need to pitch in and get Scott to to Kroger Field this fall. Make it happen. All right, let's take our last break. When we come back, you guys have a lot more text. We'll get to those. And some parting thoughts and look ahead to what's going on tonight in the world of sports. Will the Reds snap out of this and beat the Orioles? We don't have bats baseball tonight, though. It's so weird. they got a weird schedule. We can talk, we'll, we'll Perfect talk. for me, though, because I don't have electricity, which means I hang out here now. They're also they're honoring the Sandlot, the 30th anniversary of the release this weekend. We'll talk about that uh, a little bit later this okay, week. Okay, baby. Yeah, it's all happening. All right, so Mike Weatherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1, the Big X. Next week, YouTube cameras will see that. <laughs> Trusting feelings. How will I know? How will I know? Receiving. How will I know? How will I know if he really loves me? This is a great song. Every heartbeat. So. Whenever we meet. So what? Like with electricity out at the house, like I, obviously I've been in and out of the house because of it. But uh-huh. uh, when I am there, just leaving your poor mom just at home to just just fry. We'll cross that bridge in another time, okay? <laughs> She's fine. <laughs> she likes it. There is some guiltiness to it, but my <laughs> mom's like, "I'll put the windows up. It's fine." And I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> but so, like, so me, like, if I'm there, or I have to be stuck there, and you probably the same way as me. Like, I'm watching, like, probably watching some shows on my phone, like, make sure I have enough battery in my phone, and I'll start streaming, you know, like, something on Hulu or Netflix or whatever. Like, my mom doesn't know how to do that on her phone. Like, mm. she doesn't even really know how to charge her phone. God knows she doesn't know how to put the, put the vibrator on, the vibration on. Oh, boy. <laughs> the Texas is going to love that one. They're going to love that. Because her phone's never been, like, it's always on ring. It rings all the time. I'm screwed now. Uh, <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't matter what you say after <laughs> this done. point now. It doesn't matter where this is going. The the, the point of the entire story <laughs> that completely went off rails was that so she found a radio in our in the bathroom that just runs on batteries. So the last two days she's just basically listening to like Delilah on the radio station, like blaring in her room. And I when I went by the house today, I walk in and this is the song that was playing through the entire house. I don't, hey, and that's why there I, are way worse songs to have than that one. I, I, that's a jam. Well, the one that came after this was Richard Marks, which is why you heard it as well. Well, there you go. 
Was there any rhyme or reason to the music today? I know you had couple at the beginning. You did. Um, the 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 first song we played today was the opening sound on the, the heavyweight soundtrack. Uh, um, I forget what it's called. And then when you, you had the DeLorean mishap. The DeLorean. <laughs> I think the only thing I had a storyline for was completely <laughs> lied to me by Jeff Drummond. Of all people, does he, even, does he even still cover Fat Call? It UK? I don't know. I don't, think, I don't think he's been in the like this business for like a decade. That's why I wasn't sure if you knew who he was or Mark not. Mark Magger tweeted this at me back in the day. Matt May, <laughs> <laughs> you bastard. Uh, <laughs> uh, he is. Yeah, he still does uh, Cats Illustrated. Does he? Okay, I wasn't yeah. sure if he did or not. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, everything else just been songs that popped in my head. I don't know why. I just I had that Lord Lord Huron's Huron song or whatever from. Thirteen reasons in my head, and did you see uh, these two were because I heard them when I got home earlier. Before we go back to the text line to wrap up the show today, okay, (laughs) we'll move past it. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure we will. (laughs) Nobody, nobody heard. Okay, (laughs) nobody noticed. Uh, Do you see who's replacing Pat Sajak as the host of Wheel of Fortune moving forward? I'm not going to watch it, but who? Ryan Seacrest. Oh God, Seacrest doing Wheel of Fortune. It would have felt wrong for anybody. I mean, Sajak's, he's been, like, I was a little kid who loved Wheel of Fortune, apparently, but, like, before an age where I could form conscious memories. Like, I was Virginia's age, and I was, apparently, I would say the GD word, and I'd be like, oh, GD, Wheel of Fortune. When I would see it, I'd be so excited to see Wheel of Fortune. Uh, and Pat Sajak, Vanna White, they've always been the team, and now it's going to be Seacrest and Vanna White. Yeah, I'm not. Vanna still looks as young as she did back in the 80s. She's, yeah. Found um, the secret sauce. It's called Botox. Well, uh, I'm not going to. I, well, first of all, I mean, I guess it's not fair to say I'm not going to watch it because I don't like watch Wheel of Fortune that much anyway. But I, I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> I'm the same way with Drew Carey on on Bob Bar- Bob Barker. I won't watch Price is Right anymore now. I never see it. Um, After he hit on my wife, then and, he, and, and and say what you want. To also, it bugs me. The the dudes, the Abercrombie dudes that they they put on there for models now annoys me too. I just want hot ladies on, on sports cars. Okay, it's what it's what the Price is Right was built on. Call me sexist all you want. I don't care. <laughs> Give a bleep. A little mild sexual harassment behind closed doors. Never heard of <laughs> Amen, brother. Uh, but I, won't, I don't want to watch that. I, I haven't watched, I haven't really have watched almost zero Jeopardy since Trebek left. And that was something that, you know, I see it on the guide. I would stop on it usually. Yeah, we used to watch Jeopardy a lot. And I just, I can't do it. And I probably won't do the same. Yeah, I just, and I actually, like, I actually like Drew Carey. I don't like Seacrest, but I, like I mean. Sucks, yeah, Drew Carey's horrible. The price, right? Like, I don't know. I mean, I know you can't just like end the show because that's never going to happen. But people still watch. I know it's All weird right. to think that there was actually a host before Alex Trebek on Jeopardy. By the it way, it is weird. He because when I looked it up, because I heard a Jeopardy reference on the '70s show one day, and I was like, "That's not even was that even out in the '70s?" And it was under syndication, and then it went, it went away. And when it re, re when they restarted remaking it. That was Alex Trebek, gotcha. which was like 82, I think, or 83. All right, we got about 10 minutes here. If you want to get thoughts in on the Thornton sex line, make it happen. 502-414-1450. Texture says, Mike, it's all good. Trevor's mom has been staying with me. <laughs> well, then who's watching the dogs? That's a problem. That's a you problem. She's been freaking out about the fridge. I'm like, if you have to keep it closed, the stuff will stay cold for like a day or two. She's like, I, I just, and she, she keeps opening the fridge every five minutes to take stuff in and out. You can't do that. I know, and she can't. My mom, I God love her. When you talk to her, she doesn't hear what you're telling her. She's thinking about what she's going to say next. Imagine that. I know. Shut <laughs> up. I hate you. 
Texture says, Mike's oh boy after the mom comment was perfect. Yeah, we knew. We all heard it. We all heard it. Oh, man. That's, yeah. That's... Texture says, Yeah. yeah. Uh, somebody sent in a tweet from somebody who says, Oh, yeah, the banging that they just picked up on the ocean floor was just me and your mom. What? <laughs> I don't know what that means. Texture says, I can guarantee you whoever they picked to replace Sajak would have been 100,000% less of an a-hole induced than Sajak. He is such an ass. He is, but he still is. He's the ass of, of Wheel of Fortune. I mean, he wasn't the first Wheel of Fortune guy either. I'm trying, didn't, the, there was somebody before him. I think so, but it's been so long that it doesn't matter. Yeah, it was 80s. Texas Mike, the Reds are on a, the PR offensive to prop up Senzel as trade bait. Oh, yeah. Was going viral earlier today that Senzel has the top batting average in the MLB against lefties at 467. They'll get something with him and a couple minor league picks and players to be decided. Then once you deal Senzel, Christian Encarnacion becomes a starter at third base. And yes, it's a legitimate curse. Sats Creek strikes again tonight. I hope not, but I totally agree. They're absolutely trying to prop up Senzel's trade bait. They need another starting arm. I think that that's, I mean, I think their ideal heading for October infield is going to wind up being India, De La Cruz, McLean. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you've got Votto at first. You can get an arm, I think. Maybe not a great arm, but you can get something. He's still, I mean, he was a, He's a big-time prospect. He's hit well when he's been healthy. The, the issue is he just cannot stay healthy. He kills lefties. He can't hit righties for a, a damn. But they got – I don't know who the odd man out is going to be. You can play in Carrasco and at first and, and use Votto as DH if you want to, but I, I think you need him up there at some point. trade him and get Sonny Gray back or something? I'd take it old-school Sonny Gray. Did you, did you, who did you get for Sonny Gray? I don't even remember. It's been a like a pro- that was only a couple years ago, wasn't it? It's been a while at this point. It's been that long. Uh, Texture says we had Van Vance and others on 840 in the 90s. TK. Yeah, you had. I mean, there was. I'm not saying there wasn't anything. I, I forgot Vance. I'm sorry. And Josh and, Sutherland. Yeah, I mean, you had you had 840 had like the one show a night, but you didn't have like a, you, didn't, you didn't. I guess I, I, what I should have meant to say was you didn't have local sports stations here until. I mean, unless you count 790 as, but I mean, they only had you know one or two shows on that were sports really, other than play by play. I mean. Not to like brag, but Dugan's kind of like the godfather of that here. I mean, did you know the original Wheel of Fortune host was Louisville native Chuck Woolery? I looked. Up, I did look that up. I'd, I'd forgot it was Chuck Woolery, and I did not know he was from Louisville. And was that yeah. bad of me? You should. Have, yeah, you should know that. I didn't know he was from Louisville. I think it's Chuck Woolery. I think of like uh, like the dating game. He's, yeah, I mean, I think back in that's... two and two, back in two two. So he, that was his kid because they were two minutes and twenty seconds. Where the commercial breaks. That's what he'd say. Back in two and two. He was the man. Him or Richard Dawson. He's from Ashland, Kentucky. Yeah. Texas, do you think that there are people choosing between Louisville, the Amalfi Coast, and that Greek island for summer vacation? Yes. <laughs> Clearly. Airbnb's tats don't lie, people. A Greek island for summer vacation. I feel like that's like Temptation Island. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know why. It's Mykonos. That's where my mind goes. It's Temptation Island. Uh, Pat Sajak and Alex Trebek took over almost the exact same time. It's wild. And they've he, been he took pictures over 80, of Americana ever since. Alex took over, uh, Trebek took over in 82, I want to say, and then uh, what's his, took over in 81. It's insane. Texas Barry's boss is the actor who played the stapler guy in Office Space. Marvin. Oh, Stephen Root. Yeah, it's Milton, I think, right? Uh, Milton was his name, yeah. Stephen, that's Stephen Root's the actor. I love Stephen Root. 
He does Bill Dotry's voice. Uh, He's been in a couple other things recently. That I've very been underrated show. He it was news radio. He was in. He was yeah with uh, with uh, the kid from the kids in the hall and um, Andy Dick. Andy Dick yeah and um, Phil Hartman of course his passing mm-hmm. was during that show. He was awesome in that. Uh, the guy that everyone hates that does the podcast that was his first start. Joe uh, Rogan. Yeah yeah. That's what's weird when he got popular for podcasting stuff. Uh, first thing I thought was like, that's the the dumb janitor from news radio. I just thought Fear Factor. I, I went to see. I never watched Fear Factor, so I didn't know. I didn't either. That, yeah. But I knew he was. I knew he was the host of that. I knew of it. I didn't know he was the host. He was like he was like Lloyd to me. Like, like I never can tell you what Lloyd's real name is. He's always going to be Lloyd from Wings. <laughs> like when he's in the horrible Spider Man movie, I was like, why didn't you like a movie? Like it's got Lloyd from Wings as Sandman. Like what's his, I don't know. He was in a, also in a show called Ned and Nancy, I think, or something he like was. that. Yeah. yeah. But he's always going to be Lloyd from Wings. <laughs> He'll never be anything else. I mean, at least Tony Shalhoub became Monk eventually. He did become Monk. Yeah. And then... Uh, Wings is a good show. It was. <laughs> I think my buddy of mine used to laugh at me, but say was like, I liked Wings. I don't think there was ever one black man ever on that island, but I liked it. Man, there really wasn't. I don't think they ever saw one. Now that you say that, yeah. Very mid-90s, just not trying to at all be diverse. I mean, Friends, at least you had some black guys in the background occasionally as extras. I don't think you ever saw a black dude on wings. When you had What's-Her-Name playing Ross's love interest for like three episodes. Uh, yeah, and he and him and... Him and uh, uh, him and Joey tried to date the same girl at one point. That's the same girl. Oh, no, no. I was thinking of the professor he dated. That's who I'm talking about. Oh, they both well, happened twice then. Because remember, he also, when he met her when she was moving in. And right, they, they, Aisha Tyler. Okay, was that her name? Okay. Yeah, she's the same. Because she said the other day, there was, she made headlines. She's like, people still, like, I've done all this stuff over the years, and people still come to me and recognize me as the black girl from Friends. Yeah, because he's, yeah. But he, also, but he also dated the professor later on. And uh, that which led to she is the professor. Yeah, it's not the same girl. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Aisha Tyler is the professor from. So she Fre- played two different roles. No, she, it's the same person. No, you, he, Joey meets her when she's moving in. Yes, but it's the same woman. They find out that they're in love with the same woman. Yes, and then later in the show, she's the professor. The, she's the fellow paleontologist. They go on the, the tour together. They go to the, the convention together. That's Aisha Tyler. So, so same actress played two different characters. It's the same character, Trev. No, it's not. You can look this up. I What's mean, her real name? Aisha Tyler. She dated both Ross and Joey in the show. She's yeah. the professor. Yes. It was a horrible. That's what led to the the the, the biggest mistake they ever made was doing the Joey and, and Joey and, and Rachel. Yeah, yeah, which was horrible. That's when it jumped the shark for sure. Oh yeah. Texas says, Trevor said that Captain America isn't part of the Avengers when there's literally a movie called Captain America: <laughs> The First Avenger. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> in my defense of that one, fair point. I was just I was meaning that like, but that's still a Captain America movie. I meant an Avenger movie just had Avenger title only, which there's three of those, right? I have no idea. You're I, the wrong person. I know there's the, there's an original one and there's like an in game one too. I've got no clue, but that is very funny. <laughs> Texas, I had my buddy playing the guitar and I sang better. Together by Luke Combs, and then proposed to her, and she bawled the entire time. That's cool. If I could learn to play guitar, I would. I mean, I would do Mr. Big, but yeah. Texas TK's ideal proposal sounds like me asking my wife if she wants to have sex on a Tuesday night after the kids are in bed. <laughs> I mean, 
Yeah. <laughs> Texas says, Mike, there's so much more to the Marvel Universe than you realize. Marvel doesn't own the rights. The movie rights to Spider-Man, Sony does contractually. Look, I, I, I'm not I saying... I track of it all. I, I don't know. I, I'm admitting, when we talk about these things, I know nothing about these worlds. That's what I'm saying here. Like, I, I, yeah. I don't... I, I realize that there's an entire world that, that exists that I just have no frame of reference for and I, that's, that's the whole point i don't i don't i don't get it like i i, I didn't realize this was going to be a thing for this long maybe i would have watched more of the movies texas says, did you see the story about megan markle do you actually record the pod and radio show live or do you just dub your voice in? have you seen this story megan markle I, the only thing i know about megan markle is because of you yeah mary does not like megan markle she's the royal and like i've been kind of team markle and harry but this story it's the laziest thing i've ever heard so she got a deal <clears throat> to do a podcast, like eight episodes. It was like $20 million, some outrageous fee, maybe even more than that. And she basically, she had like interns or she had other people interview these celebrities. And then she would go back and edit her voice in to ask the questions and just use their audio. That's how lazy she was. That's... So, so say it one more time? No. She would hire people to conduct the interviews with celebrities for her podcast. And yeah. then she would just re-record. She would like record herself asking the questions and just edit it in so it sounded like she was interviewing these people. <laughs> that's like you doing like the nineties. Did she use a talk the, the uh, Home Alone talk thing? <laughs> the talk back, the talk guy, yak back. <laughs> Texas, says, my husband when he proposed was a "Do you want a guy?" <laughs> I remind him often how disappointed I was. <laughs> I, I, in fairness, though, if my wife, if, if the girl I dated, if I said, do you want to, and she said yes, I mean, I just know she's perfect for me. That's, it's a fair point. I mean, I don't hate that. Texas, am I the only one who noticed our new midfield football logo? On our new midfield football logo, the logo of the football is white. It's what? I did not notice. You are the only person who noticed that. Whatever it is, it looks gorgeous. Texas says, yes, the proposal on a plane is weird, but also who deuces on an airplane? Have you ever pooped on an airplane, Trev? I don't think I've ever used the bathroom on an airplane. Really? I've never been on a plane long enough to have to use the bathroom, no. I don't fly a lot, and when I do, I guess I've just never, yeah, I, I've never had to, yeah, I, I just didn't, I've never had, I did not think about it, I never have. I think the first time I ever flew, I had to poop. I was like 10. I don't think I, I could get sick to my stomach. I don't think I could fit in a, like a, the, the bathroom right now. I think I'd be very, it'd be very uncomfortable. I mean, I'm borderline like the guy has to buy two seats now. Really? I mean, it sucks. Yeah. I mean, that's what you, you know, they, they, they hit it. I mean, we're it's a fat man. We're ostracized. Texas, did you guys read the botched penis enlargement story <laughs> article in the New Yorker? It's terrified. I did not. <laughs> I don't want to read it. It was about me. That will come up on today's <laughs> show uh, or tomorrow's show. We'll do that. Texas, that's not the same character, Mike. Nope. Charlie Wheeler, who was played by Lee Taylor, was the second black woman to have a romantic relationship in the series. The first, Kirsten Lang, played by Gabrielle Union, in seventh season was the one that was moving into the building, and they started dating her secretly without knowing it. Two different black girls. Well, now I feel now racist. Now you feel racist. I feel racist. I was going to say. <laughs> That's on me. Because it's the one where they, 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 actually, they go out with her separately, and then they, they try to like sabotage each other at the restaurant. Where they're like, he, he mentions the uh, gonorrhea, and he's like, 
wow, Ross, do you know anybody's been married three times, one to a lesbian? Yeah, in my mind, like, and, it was the same, of, all the same character. Out of nowhere, she, they turn around and she's gone. And you never see her again. That's but just, didn't Joey had a thing with Aisha Tyler's character as well, yes, too, right? Yes, that is true. So they both did technically, but in this case, they both went out with Gabrielle Union like once each, and then the, she was gone. It was like a one-off episode. It was a one-off. Yeah, okay. the, the Charlie girl was in at least two or three, I think. Which her character she was definitely in multiple episodes, and she was that was so. Gabrielle Union was season seven. It took him seven seasons to get a black person on there. I remember. <laughs> I, I feel like they did it as a direct response to the criticism of like that the show was getting so big, and they're like, "Is there ever been a black character on the show?" I mean, the and they created like a, a mini character for like a yeah. episode arc because the closest to that would have been Julia in season two, uh, who was Asian. Yeah, I mean, there's Julia. I guess non-white person, as you could say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And they still made, yeah, she was. And then she ended up getting dating the uh, the ripoff Ross character later on. They made her kind of suck. Yeah, the one that Ross played himself as like a, yeah, a doppelganger. Stupid. All right, we got to get out of here. No bats baseball tonight. We do have the Reds nope. and the Orioles at 7.05. Abbott versus Wells. Baltimore's a, a favorite in this game. Over-under is 8.5. TK, do the Reds break the Satterfield curse tonight? <sighs> they don't. I, they, they take the lead, but it's blown in the bullpen. Uh, Baltimore wins by two. This is a must win. If it's not, the Satterfield curse is real, and I think they're getting swept. I don't, I don't feel good about it. I don't. I think the Orioles win in near, a close game. I think it's another one-run one run loss for the Reds, 6-5. I hope I'm wrong. Have you ever noticed the Texas saying the football that they're holding in the mid-below go is white? It's white, is what he's saying. I've never, I guess I just never noticed. I haven't looked at it enough to really. Well, I'm, now it's going to stick out to me if it is. Yeah, I know. Same. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, next time I look at it, I'm definitely going to. Yeah, it. and it's going to be mad if it is. I'm big. Texer, damn you. Well, what do we have on after us now? So we don't have that space. We got national, just uh, the national shows that you protest not to listen to. Whatever it is, keep it locked right here. More great sports radio is coming your way on 1450 The Big X. Everyone have a fantastic Tuesday night. We'll see you guys back here tomorrow at 3 o'clock. By the way, Whitney Houston was not dating Ross on Friends. Okay. <laughs> 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 <laughs>